Welcome to your own podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. <rire> so, je vais vous laisser vous présenter, en fait. Alors, euh, moi, je m'appelle Nihel. Mm -hmm. euh, mon nom d'artiste, c'est Nihel Smith. Mm -hmm. Et puis, je suis entrepreneur. Euh, J'ai plusieurs entreprises différentes. Et puis, je suis aussi artiste, donc euh, singer, songwriter. J'écris mes propres chansons. Euh, je suis algérienne d'origine et ça fait 13 ans que je vis au Canada, donc euh, officiellement algéro-canadienne. <rire> 13 ans, c'est quand même frais. Ouais, bah 13 ans, c'est quand même un peu plus que la moitié de ma vie, donc... Euh... T'as quel âge c est, c est 25 pas... ans. Ah, super jeune. Ouais. <rire> ouais, bon, ça fait longtemps que t'es ici. <rire> exact. <rire> Alors moi, c'est Sana. Euh, initialement, je suis, je suis, je suis une entrepreneuse. Euh, J'ai étudié en marketing à Vanier, donc euh, tout ce qui est business, entrepreneurial, etc., c'est vraiment mon domaine. Et au fil des années, je suis devenue une esthéticienne aussi. Donc, euh, je m'occupe de la peau, tout ce qui est skincare, euh, voir une peau, une transformation de peau. C'est vraiment la science derrière la peau qui est intéressante et non pas juste le résultat. Donc, comprendre le fonctionnement de tout ça m'a enveloppée, honnêtement. J'étais comme, OK, this is for me, I'm going in it. Mis à part ça, j'ai... 13 ans. T'as dit 13 ans? Moi, je suis comme j'ai 13 ans. J'ai 24. Euh, super donc, jeune aussi. Super jeune aussi. 24 ans, on travaille ensemble. Comme tu as pu le constater avec toutes les vidéos, IG, etc. Euh, beaucoup de contenu. Beaucoup, beaucoup, beaucoup de mmh. contenu. <rire> euh, initialement, je travaillais seule. Euh, J'avais un local dans un salon de coiffure sur Beaubien. Et j'ai retrouvé Mademoiselle avec une chanson, Elle un petit sneak peace. Euh, à travers la musique sur Instagram et moi, j'ai découvert comme ça aussi. Exactement, puis, vu que je l'ai vu post, elle a vu ma page, puis j'étais comme, OK, mais let's work together. So, elle a trouvé son salon, puis moi, je me suis joint à eux en tant que partenaire, donc ça a commencé oh, comme nice. ça. Oh, nice. Ouais, vraiment cool. So, OK, là, il y a beaucoup de choses à, à unpack. Yeah, exactly. <rire> ça fait combien de temps que tu es chanteuse, artiste? Alors, je chante depuis que j'ai l'âge de 11 ans environ. Euh, par contre, je me suis lancée officiellement dans le marché de la musique il y a deux ans. Mais okay. euh, dans, mon, dans ma jeunesse, j'ai fait, euh, fait cinq ans de violon, j'ai fait wow. des comédies musicales, j'étais dans le groupe de jazz. Euh, on a fait des festivals avec mon école secondaire, on faisait vraiment énormément d'événements musicaux. Euh, j'ai même chanté au Centre Bell grâce à, ma, à mon école secondaire parce qu'il y avait Roger Waters de Pink Floyd qui est venu. Mm -hmm. Et ils ont pris euh, quelques, quelques enfants, quelques jeunes, j'avais 15-14 ans. Euh, pour chanter au Centre Bell. Et la première fois que je rentre au Centre Bell, c'était pour être sur la scène. Wow! <rire> ouais. That's sick. actually impressive, yeah. Really, really sick, yeah. Et moi, je t'ai découvert, c'était... T'as fait le, 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 le début de Soul King, si je m'en rappelle bien. Oui, j'ai ouvert pour Soul King, exact. Oui, oui. Je t'ai même googlé. C'est rare que je google. Ouais. <rire> tu m'as trouvé, moi? Ouais. Oui, oui, je t'ai trouvé. Oui, oui, je t'ai trouvé. Chez Zam, actually, t'as trouvé. Shazam. Shazam. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. You, you know you've succeeded in life when Shazam actually finds you. That's, non, that's en plus, je t'ai arrivé vraiment, je pense à ton début, début. T'as fait mm. trois chansons, si ouais, je me comprends. avec trois chansons, j'ai fait la première de ce film. Voilà, ouais. exactement. Puis là, j'étais là, oh, that's interesting. Je suis un grand, grand fan. Je suis DJ aussi, nice. en temps partiel. Mais euh, ouais, so I was like, oh, this is interesting. Je savais pas que t'étais d'ici, en fait. Mm. Ah oui? Non. Non. Elle avait l'air d'être de où, si t'as si une... Non, petite non, petite mais bon, ton accent, après, euh, les, les Algériens avec ouais. un accent, ça vient de n'importe où du monde. Hein. <rire> mais après ça, je l'ai su qu'elle était d'ici à cause de toi. Ah, voilà. <rire> Parce que j'avais pas... Toi. Ouais, grâce, plutôt, ouais, merci. <rire> Mon père me corrige tout le temps là-dessus. <rire> je suis très négatif, naturellement. Mais, mais voilà, après, je sais pas comment je suis tombée sur ton profil à toi, la vérité. Honnêtement, j'ai remarqué aussi que tu me suivais, ça fait un, un, un petit bout, j'avais remarqué, puis je me disais... J'étais allée sur ta page avant même que tu m'écris ou quoi que ce soit. Tu sais, on n'avait même pas encore interagi sur aucun mm -hmm. sujet. 
Puis j'étais comme, ah, c'est cool, il fait un podcast. Mais j'ai remarqué que ça faisait un petit bout qu'on qu 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 regardait nos trucs. Mais ouais. Mais j'ai aucune idée de la vérité. Moi, et les réseaux sociaux, je ne suis pas un gros fan, là, ironiquement. <rire> Mais c'est un nécessaire evil yeah, pour le marketing. Et, you know. I definitely agree. Depends how you use it. Uh, I don't want to use it. That's the thing. Social media, you have to create more than you consume. That's the number one rule for it to be healthy. En social media, tu dois créer beaucoup plus que tu ne cons consommes. Très vrai. Je suis dans la merde avant. <rire> J'en crée pas assez, en fait. Faut balancer. Si tu consommes plus que tu crées, tu n'es pas du bon côté de la médaille. Ouais. You're a sinner right now, not a saint. Oh, definitely a sinner. <rire> you see, exactly. Definitely a sinner. Moi, je suis toujours l'avocat du diable, en fait. Allez. That's what I do best. <rire> toujours, toujours. Mais I do it from a good place. That's good. Make people think. Mais mm. c'est mon seul objectif, en fait. Make people think and make people laugh. Mm. Those are two only things that I'm well, trying to do. I actually feel like it's the two most important things. Mm. You need to laugh and you also need to think to like develop more things, develop more growth, develop more consciousness or like ideas. It comes from thinking a lot. Mais qu'est-ce qui m'a intéressé de toi, en fait, c'est que je t'avais fait une remarque sur un post que tu avais mis. Yeah, I remember. Et ça, c'est mon test que je fais à tout le monde avant d'inviter quelqu'un quelque part. Surtout, je ne sais pas si je devrais te considérer comme une influenceuse. Non, not yet. OK. But, But, uh, not yet. I okay. feel like I still have a lot of work to do, but it's coming. She's working. a content creator. Yeah, mostly uh, a content creator. It's a good creator. name. Yeah. <laughs> And again, I'm going to put it out there just because everybody that listens know I hate influencers, mm. but I have my personal... It's in a general term, not specific mm -hmm. to anybody. Do you consider yourself as a content creator or an influencer? Influencer, less, because j'ai jamais essayé d'être influenceuse. C'est quoi la différence, en fait? Alors, influenceuse, écoute, influenceuse, c'est quelqu'un qui va monétiser sa plateforme. Ah, OK. Voilà, D'accord? Donc, on a des micro-influenceuses, des macro-influenceuses, des nano-influenceuses. So, depending on the numbers and whatever, and... Yeah. Whether we like them or not, a lot of people are making a really good living on just Instagram. So some people make oh, it their yeah, jobs. Oh, yeah, I know a lot of those. And unfortunately, they gave them the name of influencers, which, à mon avis, c'est pas spécialement le meilleur terme, parce que ça peut sonner très négatif. Mais en général, c'est ça, les influenceuses vont monétiser ou ont l'objectif de monétiser leur plateforme. Yeah. Content creator, c'est pas toujours une influenceuse. Mais ça peut l'être. Ça peut l'être. Ça peut le devenir, ça peut l'être, mais ce n'est pas spécialement une influenceuse. Pour moi, je ne me considère pas influenceuse. Je me considère artiste et entrepreneur. Mmh. Et j'ai besoin de mes plateformes pour justement apporter le plus d'attention possible à ce que je fais. Oui, oh, ça fait sens. Exact. C'est pretty much what I do. Exactement. Après là, moi, il n'y a pas d'argent qui rentre. Purposely, of course. Mmh. Yeah. Parce que je ne veux pas. Mais moi, mon objectif, c'est de cancelled eventually. That would be my <laughs> top of the top. I succeeded in life. I know, I agree. <laughs> I definitely agree with you on that. That's interesting. When you, get, when you get canceled, you succeeded. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, come on. No, no, but I, I feel like it's so easy to get canceled. You exactly. just have to get the right uh, subject. And again, je vais jamais le faire pour l'intention d'offusquer ou de, de, de faire du mal à quelqu'un. Mm -hmm. Mais j'ai l'impression n'importe quoi de quoi on parle aujourd'hui offusquer quelqu'un and their feelings all of a sudden validate the reason to cancel somebody. exactly yeah i agree and this is where it becomes a little bit more complicated in the reason pourquoi je déteste les influenceurs parce qu'ils vont te dire n'importe quoi pour vendre leur salade là, en fait. and this is where it becomes delicate so to get back to the skin thing skincare it's something super important right yeah. and it goes into that whole market of wellness exactly. right pre invasive non-invasive Ironiquement, j'ai travaillé dans le domaine pendant quelques années. So I know a little That's bit. That's very nice. Strangely enough, 
moi qui s'occupe vraiment pas de ma peau, mais je fais rien. Mm. En fin de compte. Um, so, how do you approach? So, what was your approach actually on the business? Meaning that, est-ce que tu es de cette école de pensée, euh, les lifts, les lifting, Botox, euh, plastic surgery? Bon, après, il y a les crèmes, les non-invasifs mm -hmm. et ainsi de suite. So, what are your thoughts on both worlds? Regardless, they're in the same stratosphere, they're not the same business mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. It still it still touches well being. Well, basically, um, are we are we talking about my approach at the beginning or how do I distinguish those two things? Like, so let's go for the, the morale of it first. What okay. are your thoughts? Are they both good? One is better than the other. Botox and surgery. Yeah, so like surgery medical, versus creams. Yeah, exactly. Medical aesthetics and aesthetics. Okay, so that's well put should be doing this. Thank you. I'm literally working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> We, yeah, definitely. That's true. So, so this is corporate espionage. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. This is, this is actually partnership because oh. l'union fait la force. Oh, Thank definitely. you. Definitely. You'll so be you... one of our first guests. <laughs> oh, yay. It's going to be really fun. So getting back to this, um, I would say it's really case by case. Like someone can need Botox and the moment they apply it on on their self and they they do it the way to do it as well is totally perfect and it's it makes sense medically as much as aesthetically but like i'm going to give you an example Wait, you have to elaborate that so yeah, I'm gonna somebody that needs buttocks what does that look like who is that well oh there's really good examples of yeah that. exactly like somebody who's around their 30s and has wrinkles mm -hmm. that they that they hate and also the need is really subject subjective ah, okay. it's so not that's what, it's not objective i thought it was like on a medical no, no, thing no, 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 for survival there oh, are actually. really yeah for example me i have this tendency of unconsciously feeling un anxious so like mm -hmm. je vais serrer des dents je vais serrer la mâchoire et ça fait en sorte que je grince des dents mm -hmm. alors c'est soit tu vas te faire un invisalign <laughs> yeah. qui lui ça va être plus un dentiste etc soit tu te fais du botox dans le muscle de la mâchoire et là ça va relaxer le muscle de la mâchoire yeah. et tu vas arrêter de il y a beaucoup de gens qui font du botox pour les migraines aussi donc oui ça peut être médical ah oui vu comme ça mais ça c'est pas sur le côté esthétique exactly. where it's a need it's still in an aesthetics medical aesthetics area where you're gonna go pour avoir du botox it's dans still, ces endroits là it's still gonna change is it, is it gonna change your physical appearance pas spécialement exactly so ah, it's okay. not really aesthetic it's mostly no, like medical ça. need mm -hmm. that's it it's like doing an operation right yeah, there's a difference between lipo And being operated to the to ACL or something like that, right? It's it's a surgery, mm -hmm. but one is necessary for yeah, you to walk. For sure. Yeah. The other one is more about looks, self-preservation, mm -hmm, exactly. I guess, and whatever, mm, yeah. what not the mental psychology behind it all. Yeah, definitely. So to go to get back to the subject, um, personally, me the example I wanted to give you is putting Botox at the beginning of your 20s. I'm against it. You don't need it. There's so many other things you can do as alternatives. And um, it's not the moment. Like, it's not your wrinkles. What Botox do for your skin, it's not necessary in your 20s because you have other things that are less, that can less affect your skin on the long term. And also what happens with Botox is as soon as you apply it, you get kind of addicted to it because it's amazing. Like, we're not going to lie. And it's easy. And it's mm. easy. So And it's quick. It's fast. So you get addicted to it. And it fades out with time. So you always need to go back to it. Yes, yeah, like three, six months, something like that, right? It can last a little bit longer, I think. Sometimes, like, you can do... We're I never, not, I never we're not did professional it in it, so we don't yeah. really know Oh, okay. That, um, from what I read, anyway, it's but an average... I, I think you can leave... You can you can last with it, like, around a year and a half, sometimes, oh, wow. maximum. But yes, usually people do it every 
six months. So, so, so what is your specialty exactly? Me, I am mostly in facials. Um, so microneedling, dermal planning. It's really everything that is mostly on the surface. I don't really work with needles like uh -huh. Botox. Um, I don't have high-end mach machines. Okay. So all of the like liposuction, all of that, I don't do. Obviously, it's doctors. Yeah. Um, I'm mostly a... a, a um, Simple esthetician. It's more of a natural Medical, approach that we're yeah. trying to take not here. Not invasive in a way. Exactly. Not, well, some of them are like a not, little bit invasive, but it's not anything deep like laser or anything like that. Because in the end, her approach from when I met her, it was more like to teach people how to take care of their skin, understand mm -hmm. their skin, and understand the ingredients and the products they're using for their skin. Yeah, that's what I got from your stories, yeah, actually. Exactly. Exactly. So, so it's mostly on what I focus more Obviously, with time, like if we like the, as soon as we grow and everything, there will be more non-invasive um, services that we'll be offering. But for now, this is where I'm sticking. So, yeah, it's it, it's really case by case. There's certain moments in your life when you don't you don't actually need to need those things. There's other alternative. Like I would not suggest a client to, to go with it right away if they're in their, their 20s. There's other things to do. Now, it also depends on. The need, like if it's subjective to you and it's going to lift up your confidence and all of that, there's so many factors that you need to take into consideration. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. No, because again, I get it from a business point of view, right? You're, you're here trying to make money, trying to create a business, a hype, whatever. And now what, I'm, what worries me a bit is the tendencies, mm, right? Exactly. Where we're going. I remember now I'm a little bit older than you guys, a little bit a lot. But um, <laughs> I remember in the 80s, Just to give you an idea, mm -hmm. and 90s, everything that had to do with plastic surgery, everybody was ashamed of. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now everybody's so proud. And, you they know, show sharing, it off. They show it off. Yeah. And especially since social media is all about what you look, yep. what you're selling, you know, and there's a lot of fakeness. That's my little bit of my issue is mm. where, you know. We have the same issue. <laughs> oh, no, I I definitely. But I that's agree. why, because I, I was working for a company, a Montreal-based company, where they were all about the non-invasive They have the high-end machinery, when you were saying. Yeah. And the issue they were having, their biggest competition was the invasive one, right? And it's quicker, easier. It's a little bit more expensive, but longer results. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, I was like, this is a no-brainer. You want to go non-invasive. It's safer. It's cleaner. You should be more proud of it. And now, today, everybody's into, you know, liposuction. Why do you think? Why? Because it's easier <laughs> and it's right away results. I, I would go deeper in that question. How so? So yes, it is easier. It is faster. But it's the way I would go deeper is <clears throat> people need nowadays, and I hope I'm not annoying anybody saying this, but people need um, quick confidence. Oh, a yeah. quick fix. like A quick fix. People need something like most of the time they're going to fix something on their their selves that are physically that they like they feel like it's going to make the other people look them better right validation But it's, validation exactly but what's the real issue is not from the outside it's from the inside like i saw a post at some point and it was you saw it too and you loved it it was um i don't know how to say this in english c'est un sculpteur de de statue mm -hmm. and um he he made a piece avec la moitié du corps. He was encore. sculpting down the bottom. Yeah. Yes. And then the caption says, how many, 
how much pain will you endure to love yourself? And she was holding a phone, basically. Yeah. So it was basically... Oh, that's a modern version of it. Because the original version is a guy sculpt. He had a fat body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was and built was like, and he was sculpting yeah. down. Mm-hmm. And that was to show that with time and effort, you can create, sculpt your own physical identity. And it goes into the mental side mm-hmm. to it, too. But no, I agree. So just to give you a background on me, I have a psychology background. Nice. Oh, yes. There But at the same time, bad because <laughs> every person you meet, you see them as a case. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Believe me. <laughs> And what happens is what's going on right now is this tendency of uh, body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? There's even a situation in China where this husband is suing his wife because the kids don't look like them oh, because she did so true. much plastic surgery. Wow. And he didn't know. And the kids are ugly. Oh, shit. And then she was like, yeah, I was. they look like me before plastic surgery. Right? <laughs> This is so fucked <laughs> up. But that's what I'm saying. This is like a specific situation, mm. right? But there's a lot of situations. In the 80s, 90s, a lot of mafia bosses, when they were running away from the States, they would do facial reconstruction. And mm. the thing is, they would need to go and see a, a psychologist because what they see in the mirror is not what they used to see anymore. Yep. Oh, yeah. So it's called body dysmorphia, right? Yeah. When the person in the mirror... Physically, now there's some people that don't see themselves mentally neither, right? Because there's two sides to this coin. There's the I inside agree. and the outside. Mm-hmm. You can change the outside all you want, but if the inside doesn't match the outside, it's going to be a never-ending story. Exactly. And there's the opposite too, where the inside, and that's the whole trans thing, but I'm not going to get into that conversation, where what you feel inside does not reflect your outside, mm. right? And the problem is with this easy fixes right, is I have this idea of what I should look like, what should I should be, mm. fit, easy, this, this, and that. And they're going to pay the big bucks to get what they want. Yeah. And then once they have it, the hardest part is to maintain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But some people just don't care because they're like, oh, I'll just put some more money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is where it gets scary. Now for wellness, eating well, because I feel like the narrative now is very bipolar-esque. I was going to say it's all programmation. On est yeah. programmé yeah, yeah, à yeah, penser yeah, yeah. comme ça, à se sentir comme ça. Just look at how Kim Kardashian, like, she had a huge mm-hmm. BBL and it was the trend for everyone to have a BBL. And even if you didn't have a BBL and you don't have the money for it, well, you have Facetune and you're going to literally bump, like... The fuck plump. is Facetune? Oh, oh, Facetune is like a Photoshop, basically, but for a phone. And you can edit your pictures and, like, make your butt look bigger and make your lips look bigger. And, and your, fix your little, like... You know? So, in the like, end... Trust issues. They yeah. follow the trend. And now, guess what? Kim Kardashian had to remove her BBL. And what's the trend again now? It's skinny girls are back. Oh, yeah. So, for me, this... Anorexic The bitches. biggest Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry the big going always too far. That's the problem. It's, it's always, extremes. Yeah. It's always extremes. But the, b- the biggest issue is not even the need of actually being like that. It's the fact that you're programmed every single day to see that as the norm if you go in any other country where there isn't as much phones and as much social media and as many businesses promoting a hundred thousand times the same thing on different names different brands people don't feel that need people don't well they can't afford it too even if they could afford it people don't feel the same need of looking so pitch perfect than in modern societies like we have here. So I'll give you a simple example. This is where I like to play devil's advocate. So if you, you've traveled the world, I guess you're yeah, an artist. So every problem is directly related to how much money you have. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right? true. Rich people have rich people's problems. Yeah. Poor people have poor people's mm. problems. So if you go into a poor country, their problems are directly related to their budget. So if they can't do that big ass or those big titties or the big clothes, they'll do the hair, they'll do the nails, they'll do filters, whatever that might be. Everybody I agree, is running behind a shadow. I think one thing I can add to this is because they are, they are in a, a place in their life where they have different needs, if they get those needs fixed... Then they're gonna get up, and then after that, there's gonna have more needs. There's always so, a problem. Exactly. There's more problems and more. Pro- so I think those people don't see it yet, but if they change status, they're gonna start to want. If they to have access things. to it, actually, yeah. it's simple as that. I also think that it's not just the money. I also think that it's a little bit more this like the culture and the values too, because I know a lot of people back in our country mm-hmm. that have a shit ton mm-hmm. of money mm-hmm. trust me the problem is not to find the right doctor to do whatever so what is the problem it's not that it's a problem it's just not in their values or education to edit their body or modify it because for them this is you would be surprised i know there's a, i'm not saying everyone is like that i'm you just saying that a lot of algerians are going to tunisia for a reason of course okay <laughs> but again of course <laughs> you know but what i'm talking about i know 100 okay. exactly or turkey whatever those little but again i, I get what you're saying yeah. but like i said i think really it's associated to their money yeah because i don't know many especially algerians have a big issue with teeth for example <laughs> and it's aesthetic and it's less invasive i guess yeah I don't know anybody that could afford it that wouldn't go to Turkey mm-hmm. to fix their teeth, yeah. Yeah. right? And that is something a little bit more complicated because you can't lose weight, let's just say, or train your teeth, sadly. Yeah, that's true. Some, it goes from the parents or the cigarettes or the bad hygiene in that sense. Now, I could understand that in that sense because, you know, a smile is worth a million bucks, they say, mm. the American smile, whatever yes. it's called. So I can understand that to a certain degree, right? But, I get what you're saying. There is still people that really have pure values mm-hmm. at it. But I even think about the Middle East, you know, veiled women are the ones that actually spend the most money at salons. I know. That's true. It's crazy. That's true. And I have a salon here. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just shocks me because I'm like, nobody could see it. Yeah. But it's their self-validation or their family or their close, whoever can actually see them. Mm-hmm. Validation. And again, I'm not saying here to say it's wrong or right. Everybody wants to feel, you know, a little bit of attention, a little bit of love, a little bit of, you know. It's just the fact that it goes in extremes. Exactly. And it makes people forget yeah. the basics of their value and principle. Like those people, you took you took the example of the veil woman. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, she has the veil for a reason. Maybe in her life, she and maybe still at that moment when she's going to the salon and pays all of those things, she always values much more the reason why she has the veil, right? I wouldn't know. But I feel like... And I'm not allowed to talk about that conversation. I agree, though. I agree. But I feel like people are just programmed. They do things and they don't... It's called conditioning. It's really just conditioning. They don't do it on... It's just... Everybody do it. But what scares me right now, and you should actually have another layer to this because you're an artist, right? You sing. You're somewhat of a role model. And what worries me right now is the future. Maybe not you guys, but maybe those who are in their teens right now are the ones a little bit younger Mm. where they're literally born in it. Me, I saw that before and during, right? Now, what's going to happen when you're born into it where you wake up and your mom is fully 
remodeled. Yeah. Right. Baby. And then you look at her baby pictures like, mommy, you're so different. <laughs> right. And then she tells you, yeah, yeah, I changed everything because everybody talks about it like, no, it's normal. Why would she think differently then? Yeah. That's right? true. It's like, how are you going to teach your kid to accept them for who they are? Yeah. Accept themselves for who they are when you didn't accept yourself. Exactly. So from an artist point of view, right, because you are technically a role model, you have yeah. fans that people look up to you lyrically, mm-hmm. I guess, physically, your appearance. You always have to have the like, you know, a good, good manners. Mm-hmm. Good. And I'm watching that Harry and Meghan documentary. So I'm still <laughs> in that so how do you approach? Do you, are you self-aware constantly? of what you do what you post on social media how you actually present it yeah so i love this question too (laughs) um to be honest it's something i spent a lot of time overthinking because i like the overthinking part oh yeah definitely (laughs) because i think a lot before doing something especially when i know it might have a big impact because when i start something i'll do it all the way and i've thought a lot about it because i've always had that problem accepting my body because of what I was seeing online and also seeing other artists being a little bit thick and, you know, not being that perfect flat tummy and everything, seeing them also get shit. Sorry for my terms. You can say anything you want on the spot. (laughs) For looking, for not fitting in the box, that triggered something in me where I was like... But what is the box? That is my question. The box is, is something that's completely virtual. That does not even exist. Because it changes constantly. Exactly. Yeah. The problem is... Box. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a trend. And the thing is that what attracted me in this world is how people are so easy to judge and so easy to label. And I think my approach to this was more, let me try and just be exactly the way I am and present myself the way I am and attract people that like me the way I am. And once I have just a little bit of people that understand that I'm here with no filters, trying to be myself and trying to show that having a little bit of extra weight doesn't make you less valuable as a human being. And having that judgment towards someone that has extra weight doesn't mean that the problem is them. The problem is you being triggered by this person's extra weight. Why? Because if it was you, you would hate it. So you're judging the person. It's the always end. projection at the it's end. Like, it's okay, so I have a loaded question. Go ahead. And we spoke about this often on the pod. And it's actually very interesting the way you approach it. And just to, petite parenthèse, mm-hmm. thicker women, let's just say, have a lot more value in different countries. I know. Right? More cushion yes. for the pushing. They can have more babies, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right? And this was the original analysis for women as a mother-in-law would find a wife for her son. For her son mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, if she's not too skinny, that means she'll survive giving birth. It's a sign of fertility. Exactly. And survival rate. Mm. Because you have to remember maybe 60 years ago, women often died after giving birth. Yeah. Yeah. So the bigger you are, the bigger your waist is, the more you can push out babies, Mm. ironically speaking. Mm -hmm. Now, my loaded question comes about, and it's very delicate because... I'm going to go on the other extreme, sure. right? You know that whole bo- body positivity thing? Yeah. Right? And those uh, morbidly obese I see where you're going. models. What are your thoughts on that now? My thoughts on that is no matter who you are, what you look like, and what do you do with your own health, it's nobody's business to tell you what you should do unless you ask for it. 
Fair, but now I'm throwing the other way around now. Here. Even the other way around. So if you're a model, yeah, and you're morbidly obese, mm-hmm. so you're saying because that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest yeah. here, right? Okay. So when you're a model of that size, now again, some people have hormonal issues, and I get that one million. But now being ultraly like overly positive, meaning that you should be proud or it's okay to be this big, is a danger to the youth too. As in the 80s, everybody that was super skinny, those anorexic uh, and uh, people was an issue too, where mm. people weren't eating anymore because they wanted that skinny, skinny, tai zero type of thing yeah. Yeah. going on. And then there's now the opposite going mm-hmm. on where you have these big women. And again, I'm not judging them. Yeah, My ch- issue is putting a positivity twist that you've reached that level, regardless of what reason it is. One thing I can get, add on that, we're talking about people that really has a um they're in, it's no 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 we're talking about people that has an audience making body positivity on something that is actually not healthy exactly that's the issue okay so my answer to this is because you're unhealthy does that mean that you don't deserve to have a platform where you can actually be who you are and still work on yourself that's the key phrase there But the thing is that we don't see what they do with their life. But they they're only showing see their, their bodies. But that's one of my issues. So you have a responsibility. Exactly. You have a responsibility on what you say, what you preach, exactly. but not on what, what people judge you your look to be. The problem is that a lot of so I've I've had I have a lot of people in my family that are obese, mm-hmm. and I've lived with those people, and I know exactly how they feel about their bodies. I know exactly everything they've done to work on it, and I know that. Looking at them the way they are and judging their book by its cover usually looks like, hey, you're unhealthy. You shouldn't be showing this off. While in the back, it's okay. probably... But they're me, not role models here. Let me, they're not. But the thing is... And if, are they telling you it's okay to be... Because, okay, so culturally speaking, and I have a lot of aunts, a lot of family members, because we have a very poor diet. Mm-hmm. Let's be extremely yeah. honest. We eat bread yeah. constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of butter, a lot of carbs, a lot of sweets, right? Let's be extremely (laughs) honest. Now, the the exception of people that have a hormonal or a gland issue, we're talking about maybe 2%, right? I'm talking about that 98% because that's education, right? That is dieting and sharing the information. Now, sadly, for whatever reason, you're born in a family where they don't care about that and you gain this weight. Now, if you're proud of your body, that is okay. But if you don't show the other side, meaning that it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's not okay. Yeah, That's exactly. Because, because it's easy to show my big thighs and okay, I'm sexy. But if you're not saying that you have diabetes in the back or you have back problems. or Yeah, I but think- then see this, the problem isn't really how they look. The problem is how transparent exactly. they are with who they are. Yeah, but they're models. They don't say anything. They just show. But that's the problem, in my opinion, is that it's so easy to judge what we see. Like how someone that's obese being a model is worse than a woman that looks beautiful on Fashion Nova, but she has 50 surgeries on her. I never said. I said the opposite of both. They're both bad, actually. I know. I know. It's just so easy to go right away to something that we're not used to see too much. And I think it's important to have role models that... A lot of different type of people can relate to. For example, it might be it might not be my role model because there's another model next to her that's. But I'll tell you why. A little though. bit more my size. But I'll tell you why though, and tell I'll prove me. it to you. Actually, the research I'm not going to take credit for yeah. it. The research came out. Have you ever noticed or have you seen 
a fat man model? That's very true. You know why? No. Because it's business. Obese women or more rounded women mm. will buy more as much as those plastic surgery women. But men won't. Right? We always see the same type of models when it comes to men. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to see... True. I never thought about it. Think that. about it. There was a research that came out. And they were saying, all this is a business. But then at the end of the day, one from one extreme to the other, from infinite negative to infinite positive, there's still a zero. Mm-hmm. We don't see enough zeros. That's true. You know, I don't need to see somebody superly obese as much as I don't need somebody that is super skinny or super plastic. Mm. I can see just an average regular person because regular right now is marketed as bad, boring, yeah, and, and no money annoying. behind it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's where my issue is mm-hmm. because imagine some people are going to be like, oh, I'm not going to go and train because, you know, I, 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 I appreciate my body. It has nothing to do with appreciating your body. You don't appreciate your body because you're putting toxic stuff into it. Yeah, exactly. You're disrespecting your body. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, it's the temple. Exactly. I, I so it's the way you market it. There's a lot of people that would see this completely differently. I'm not disrespecting my body. I'm feeding it what I like. So for me, I'm like giving my body what it wants and needs because I might die tomorrow. And what, what am I going to do with my abs? Fair, Some fair enough. Some people think like that. No, it's not a question about abs, by the way. No, I'm just telling you, some people are just going to prefer eating their favorite food than going to train because they might die. (laughs) So replace that and put crack instead of food. Is that okay? No one said it was. No, no, but I'm asking you. And I don't want to put you in a corner, but I'm just saying that if I'm telling you, uh, I don't know if I'm going to die tomorrow. Yeah. And crack makes me feel great. Yeah. Let me do crack. Would you let me take crack (laughs) if I was dying tomorrow? Mm, I mean, if you were dying tomorrow. No, no. If you're dying tomorrow, no. Whoa, I'm definitely would, letting you, you do, do what you want. You can do what you want. Exactly. <laughs> That's a different story. But would you let her take crack because it makes her feel good? Yeah, true. I agree. Well, I'm pretty sure you would have said, "Girl, it's better." If, you wouldn't say again. No, no I, I want her to say it. again. Actually, it depends on what. It depends if she needs it because her needs body crack. Might, yeah, some people have to have crack because their body's so used to it that if they don't take their actual shot, their body collapses. Yeah, but there's detox for that. Wait, wait, wait. I know, but even when you go there, (laughs) did you you ever see like a crack or heroin addict? I actually had three of them here. No, uh, cold turkey, no. I get what she says, though. It's like your body gets used to what you always take. So that's true. I get that, but there's doctors and specialists for this. Of course. Again, that's why I'm saying. The question was just would you let her if it makes her feel good? I mean, if her health depends on it. But there were. Or her health? Isn't that ironic? I know, it's weird. It's weird. (laughs) Take crack because it's good for you. I think what. Not say I that. think what she, I think what she means is her mental health. No, now, no, I get that. She's a kind person, exactly, a bit too kind. Exactly. That's what That's I got Mimi. from here. <laughs> she, she is way too kind, and it's a bit dangerous. <laughs> you have to be responsible in that sense. Yeah. The problem is that I can't take, an, I, t- I can't take responsibility or control for what people do. I know I control my actions. I can't control what other people do. So do I let her or not? It's gonna. Are you th- gonna think that way when you're gonna have kids? My kids are my kids. I created them. Ah. <laughs> different. <laughs> That's different. Okay, so there's limits. Well, if I created those human beings and I, they are my responsibility. So your mom can be but like you that know with you. One, of course. Ah, okay. But you know, one thing, you know one thing she said? She said she would be like, okay, if she really needed, needed it, I'm gonna let her. 
But I, I swear know, to God, she's a fucking mom. She would have been like, are you fucking crazy? You, sure. you, know, you would have killed I put, me, I put, I put it in the corner purposely. She stuck to her guns. <laughs> but, it's- but I was looking at her. I'm like, this is the biggest bullshit ever. She would have beat the shit out of she you. Would, I, would, you to I, would, I, I, I promise you. But that's because I literally see her as my family. So that's yeah, why. Of course, baby girl. Yeah. You know <laughs> that is so cute how everything reversed all of a it's sudden. It's true. And I'm sorry, I do this a little bit too often. I put people, I, I trap people. That's okay. And the thing that's is, that's the goal of the podcast. I love well, it. Well, it's t- actually because what people appreciate a lot about this podcast is we can talk about everything. There's no judgment, no nothing. And a lot of people will talk out of emotions, like mm. you just did. I'm a Pisces, so I'm emotional. I don't know. What, oh, don't do that. Don't talk about zodiac signs. What do you have against zodiac sign? Oh, Come on. No, 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 no. Now we're going we're to have I'll a debate. Need, I'll need at least 10 podcasts for that shit. You know what? I keep it really simple with zodiac. I agree that there's a science and that if you guys, if people are born around the same moment in life, they will have characteristics that are the same. In terms of personality. Now, if you use a zodiac sign to to, to, to predict how they're going to act work. and what is going to happen, that I'm against. So I'll do uh, one of these days. We'll we'll play a game. <laughs> I, I am done. I'm, I'm going to change the characteristics of a zodiac sign and put another zodiac sign on it. And I can guarantee you won't see the difference. And you know why? That's psychology base. It's like a mentalist. So people relate to what they want to see or hear. Mm. In astrology, what happens is the things you want to relate to, you will see. So when you read a zodiac thing and you're like, oh, this, oh, yeah, that's definitely me. Right. And when somebody reads your card so often, they'll throw an idea out there. Oh, you're having problems with your family. Chances are very high. And then from there, your reaction is going to dictate that conversation. Because I can guarantee if you lie, they won't but hold on right to Right now, that. you're talking about the, the card people? The, the Same thing. It's the same basics. They put out But that out I don't there. believe in. What about in? numerology? That I don't believe in. What about numerology? Numerology. Yes, what about it? What do you think about it? It's numbers. It's mathematics for people. Okay. <laughs> I love his facial expression. <laughs> That's why I don't film. <laughs> That's why I don't film. No, no, but I get, the, I get the, the, the basics. I won't say it's a science. I get the basics of the theory behind mm-hmm. it. But you have to understand, I'm born May 28th, 1979. I know at least seven people that are born that same day, but not the same year. I actually have somebody that's born the same day, same year. But, but not is the, it the same hour? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> is, is it the, the same sex? Is it the same nationality? <laughs> no, 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 forget Where that. Is this? No. What is your ascendant? But what is that? <laughs> I, I've been through all that bullshit. We will stop there because I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> the thing is, it's so wide but that I it agree. means nothing. I agree. It's like me telling you right now, I'm sure you're a very kind person, mm-hmm. right? I didn't need your zodiac sign for that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I need I agree. 10 I, seconds just I looking def- at you. Yeah, that's true. Body, body, like body posture, micro expressions tell me a lot more on somebody mm. than their date of birth because you have zero control over but that's, that. But that's what I mean when I say, like, people take it too seriously with zodiac sign. I'm not this person. Like, in general, what I do is just the reason why I have a little belief on it is because every time I meet mm-hmm. the same zodiac sign mm-hmm. they have the criteria and it always clicks like so, so let's play a game what sign am i you're a gemini, gemini. i already said it oh wow you was that good but you May know 20th. what Saints and you have nonchalant yeah but that's the irony of it all i know but that's the funny side of exactly. it exactly like you chose really something that literally right now. speaks your gemini <laughs> it works with your sign like you're not but you know how many people that i know that are very both sides that are not of gemini's course. but that's yeah. the thing because it's it's not it's really wide you really need to under, 
It's also, I don't know. I don't it's know not how because to you're like that, that everyone that has your sign is like that. Obviously, your education, your... Thank your, you. Your, yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. these things, like, il y a tellement de choses qui viennent en fait Facts. complètement modifier le truc. Facts. Mais ce qu'elle est en train de dire tout à l'heure, c'est que parfois, par exemple, mets-nous dans une pièce avec plein de personnes. Mm -hmm. okay? Laisse-nous hein, même pas trois minutes avec mm -hmm. chacune d'entre elles and let each person speak by themselves. Mm -hmm. And then each one of them, mm -hmm. it would be extremely easy to, to tell tell who is more of a water sign and who is more of a I promise you. fire sign and it's just <laughs> crazy most water signs that i know are more bubbly what, emotional your air your air fire signs like leos je peux reconnaître un lion à 100 km sagittarius yeah yeah incroyable parce really qu'ils ont fast. vraiment toute la, cette espèce de côté euh, um, comment dire genre it's not like self-centered but it's more like me, you know, I'm here, I'm there. My opinion is this. J'ai pas peur de te dire ce que je pense et je m'en fous que tu sois pas content. Et tu sais, comme les lions ont souvent ce petit truc qu'on va retrouver chez eux. Est-ce qu'ils sont about my mom tous... now, be careful. I know, right? But <laughs> actually, you're not, your earth sign, by the way, your earth sign, and it makes sense. Ton élément, ton élément est terre. Je suis sur terre. à terre. Je suis terre à terre. Oh, je suis très posé. I know. But I have, but the thing is, I haven't been like this all my life. Of course. I became this. I could easily see the last eight, 10 years. But before that, I wasn't at all. It wasn't a question of you weren't. It was just you had more emotion that wasn't controlled. That's all. That's the oh, you only... You see, that's the easy way out because I'm a Gemini since I'm born. Yeah, right? exactly. Sure. But I didn't been... show Gemini signs until now. No, you did. It's just, uh, it wasn't Does any easy. baby show any signs of personality but except it seems some dependent. little things? Like, it's hard to judge if a baby is going to be like, si un bébé va être uh, le genre d'enfant à t'écouter ou pas. But there's probabilities behind it. Of course. Actually, because, you know, we, we know now today through science that we are pretty much downloaded in our DNA, our parents' characteristics, or two or three generations down, mm. right? And that is a melting pot in its own. Mm. And then if you talk about the day of your birth, Koreans, for example, believe your date of birth is the day that you were conceived. Mm. Right? So how do you play with that now? It's right? Yeah. It's technically when everything starts. Mm -hmm. For me, I just can't completely discredit zodiacs and numerology for one simple reason is that the placement of everything outside of Earth affects the magnetism, which Facts. we are humans made out of magnetism ourselves. Like we have magnetism in us. Dans tes propres mains, tu peux sentir ton magnétisme si je te la prends. Ça, de la chaleur. No, tu as du magnétisme. I can. <laughs> you're talking right. about frequency, those. No, no, no. no, no. But I'm you're talking, talking about, about magnetism, like not frequency. Donc c'est ton niveau de fer qui détermine. No, but ton, it works with your heat. Pas it's ton magnétisme. It's, it's heat. It's heat. <laughs> it's heat, but it it's creates heat. magnetism. She's not lying. Forget I the forget you. the heat part. I've done. J'ai fait des massages énergétiques, des massages reiki, et j'en ai oh, fait. J'en ai eu et j'en ai fait. And how do you explain that without even touching the person? Yes. While they're still dressed. Yes. It's impossible for them to feel the heat of my hand because there are so many layers, but they can still feel like a vibration slash yes, magnetism sure. move and they can guess where my hand is on top of their body while their, their eyes are closed. That's a frequency that you're you're giving out. It's not magnetism. Magnetism is positive negative energy, right? Which so you have inside of you. Definitely. But what you're feeling when you actually get close, it's okay. So your heart is pumping. Yeah. You don't feel it, right? Mm -hmm. But if you get actually closer, I can mm -hmm. feel my heart from my leg if you think if you yeah. actually put enough pressure on mm -hmm. it, right? So we're all vibing at a different frequency. Yeah. 
And that's how they say when you connect very well with people is actually you're going. Mm -hmm. And we see this often when you walk next to somebody else. It takes yeah. about seven steps for you guys to actually walk the same way. Yeah. Because it's natural conditioning, yeah. natural, it's natural form actually. Everything in nature, we see it where everything balances out. Yeah. That's how things go. And yes, there is energies behind it. That there, but if you... I agree that it's more frequency. Yeah, it's frequency because yeah. magnetism, if you would put a magnet on you, you would feel exactly. an attraction because it's positive and negative, but mm -hmm. it's not at all that. It's more on human to human. It's like batteries, mm -hmm. right? It's energy that is actually going back and forth, yeah. atoms. And then you're just vibrating yeah. because it's atoms that are constantly moving, right? Yeah. Or stardust, technically speaking. Mm -hmm. And when you actually vibe that's why music could affect your mood yeah positive or negative it has mm -hmm. nothing to do with magnetism it's actually frequencies yeah so we can Vibrations. call it frequencies if you prefer but i mean like the placement of the planets and everything around the earth for me mm -hmm. i think has an impact on us for sure. whether it's that they were born or during the days or like you know scorpio moon gemini moon whatever is it real is it true has it been many moons. you know has it been has it been no it's more like when the moon is in ah okay i was like gemini moon i'm like no but they moons? call it gemini moon when the moon is in gemini for example so it's, it's difficult to explain yeah, there's so many yeah. factors okay, yeah fair enough no but again I, i'm not saying i'm not saying that this is false yeah, yeah. i'm just saying for it to be precisely right you have to go so far back. Yeah. And when you're talking about the position, because everything has an effect, mm. ripple effect, regardless of how it is. Mm. Now, to what degree for you to calculate that is beyond our explanation right now. Yeah, yeah, because sure. you'll need to know at the time that you came to this. Yeah, But yeah, again, yeah. is it inside your mom's stomach? Mm. <laughs> or is it actually your first breath? Because technically you are on this planet yeah. when your heart starts beating, right? Yeah. So you're giving out a frequency right there. Yeah. Even a mother that's, you know, pregnant, her whole shift actually changes because now she's beating at two tempos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's why. So now I agree that everything, the moon, you see it on the planet. Yeah. Right? Full moon, not full moon, on the ocean, on the trees, on the <clears throat> yeah. forest, all that there is an effect. I mm. totally agree on that. Now, people that are trying to market it in a sense that oh you just give me your date of birth your yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this I, the fuck I, out yeah, of here it's very commercialized like pretty exactly. much anything now for sure mathematically speaking everything could be studied and analyzed right it's the universal language in that sense now to come and tell me that everybody that's born may, like today if somebody's born this year in May 28th the planet wasn't even in the same arc same direction as me at that time of course so how can we be But that's where you go a bit further, where you're like, your sign is, your moon is, your Jupiter <laughs> infinity is, your and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, but again, I understand people and their reasoning and their reproach. Mm. Like I said, even when I talk, and I'm not going to talk about it, but when I talk about on the surface about religion and people, different beliefs, at the end of the day, as long as it makes you feel good, feel happy, and it doesn't make you do bad towards others, yeah. by all means, Be it. Do do what you want. Believe <laughs> on who you want to believe. Yeah, I'm not here to discuss. It's like saying I love the color red. We're mm. not going to start having a debate on that. Yeah, no, no, exactly. No, we're not. Right. Mm. As long as I'm not killing anybody because I'm looking for red. Right. <laughs> I think more people should understand what you just said. Like more people should understand these things. Like if you like being whatever you are, or you know, wearing whatever you are, and like doing what you're doing to yourself, like. 
so be it like it's funny you said that just because like lately i've been seeing this on social media and i think that's the, the toxic side of it it's how everybody feels entitled to come mm. and start arguing with you about things that have nothing to do with them but again that's going to go back to when i actually debated what you wrote what you posted and her reaction was so open i was like we're going to get along because some people blocked me Yeah, yeah, I know. People Because, are. and I don't come in an aggressive way at all. At all. He was at so nice zero. about it. Zero. And I just said, there was, what was that last person that blocked me? What was, I, they, put a, they put a post out and I was like, yeah, but the other side of this is that. And they're like, who are you? Block. And I'm like, <laughs> what happened? You posted it <laughs> on social media. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I just want to have a conversation. Like, you know, I'm just telling you there's this other side about it, yeah, right? Exactly. And it just went, she blocked. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, how did, And the thing is, when people post things, They some, I pick pick and choose who. And I'm like, and I don't do it just to provoke. I'm just like, yeah, but depends on how you see mm -hmm. it. And I don't remember what was the post. But you were like, oh, I never thought about it through that perspective. I think it was, um, you should be scared of being at the same place of last year. Like, it's scary ah, yes. to be at the and same place. And I said, place. except if you're in a good place. Yes. and then, <laughs> That's what I said. And then my answer was... I'm not talking about if you're in a good place or in a bad place. I'm talking about you don't know more than where you know, than where you're at. Yes. So whatever you know, it's related to all the experience you've accumulated until now. Maybe now it's happy or maybe two years ago it's happy or maybe you've been happy for the last 10 years. But it's a question of always growing mentally, not what you have around. Like, yes, you're going to be happy with everything you have around, but growing is never ending. So that's what I was saying. I was like, it's scary to not to stop growing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, but it is for you, though, point. for people like us. Sometimes there's people who don't want that. Well, they don't want that because they don't know what it's going to bring most of the time. For sure. Again, it's a bit dangerous what you're doing here, because where is enough? That's a consumer's mm. mentality. I agree. Right? I agree. Because growing, knowing more knowledge and knowledge mm. and knowledge. And then where does it end? Mm. I agree. Right. At what point are you going to sit down and enjoy all the hard work that you yeah. did. I agree, I agree. And that's why when you were saying that, I was questioning myself way before where what is enough? Enough money, enough, you know, enough comfort, enough uh, knowledge. When is it enough? Because, you know, you always want to learn more and more or want to have more and more. And more that you get, the more you're going to lose. Yeah. Right? If you think about Einstein, that was a genius that was always looking for more information, <laughs> trying... He lost his family. He lost his social side. Yeah, that's you can't true. have it all. It does mm -hmm. not exist. It does not exist. So I know a lot of people going through the, the whole mental healing because of the COVID and everything like that. And everybody's rediscovering mental health and the importance of preserving your mental. Sanity. But yeah, but now a lot of people are using it as an excuse. Mm, yeah. Right? Oh, I was like, yeah, because I'm in a bad place. Yeah, mm. but I'm not responsible for that. Yeah, that's so true. You are. So if you go out to society, if you meet people, handle your shit. Yeah. Right? Because everybody could come and like, yeah, but I was this and I was that and I was this. And I feel through the entitlement, like you were saying, that their feelings, that what they've been through is more important. Yeah, I agree. Anybody else in the room. And this is where it becomes delicate because all this is intertwined, right? Everybody feels like somebody owes them something. Yep. Right? You made me feel this type of way. You offended me. You have to ask yourself, why did you get offended? <laughs> Yeah, well, and also your perception and my intention are two different things. Facts. Very facts. But mm -hmm. now we don't see the difference. Yeah. Because we don't care anymore. Yeah. You made me feel this type of way. I don't care what your intentions were. Don't do it anymore. Mm. And they tell you you're free. 
to do whatever you want except so it's so fake in a way it's so fake in a it way it is fake it's like like i've lived a lot of things this year and i'm someone who really 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 adapt like during the last year that passed i was in an, in the best mental space but i didn't show showcased it like nobody saw it most of the time except her because i love her but that's beautiful to me that's but you know because it's not something necessarily that it's between you and it's your two ears exactly yeah. you know and by doing this I, I I was suffering because it's not easy, but I was still doing it for the people that I was meeting. You know, it's the least of respect that I can give them. But by doing this, I was seeing how much people don't do it. I was seeing how much people don't do it. And I'm just like, how do you feel comfortable and how do you not see it as well? Most most people don't do it, but they don't even see that they're not doing it. Self-awareness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly Something that. that a lot of people don't. are lacking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody believes they have an opinion. Everybody has feelings. I get that. But their self-awareness is so disconnected that it's becoming super toxic. Yeah. Because now we realize that we are in a cage that was just too wide that we didn't notice. Yeah. Right? There was this philosopher that said, regardless of how free we think we are, we're stuck on a rock in space. Mm. That's our yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I love this. We're stuck. We are limited <laughs> so to this planet. True. And then more and more, if you think about it, as you zoom in, our cages are smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people realize that they weren't free during COVID. Right. With mm. the whole speech, think about others. Be careful. You have to be aware Social of distancing distance. and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, but it's for the greater good of everybody. Mm. But then everybody, nobody got actually anything positive out of it. <laughs> and, and no one wanted that. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. They put fear into you. That was the, 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 the driven force yeah. for you to listen to them. A lot of people come and say, oh, North America, we live in a free country. I'm like, no, you're not. No, we don't. I'm like, you can't. I'm like, you can't even drive with your phone in your hand. Thank like, you. how free are you? You know what I mean? And I get it, the responsibility, social responsibility, but meaning that you don't have that choice. Yeah. It's Everything is already pre-limited to you. And as long as you do not cross those big major lines, you're free. You're free in that little circle. It's okay. You can do it. It's a little small circle. But, but they gave you that circle. Yeah. That's the thing. You didn't choose that circle. You yeah. think you did, maybe, but it was picked on you and it's social conditioning. They can call it brainwashing, whatever you want. But this is seen constantly. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's, uh, <clears throat> what's that drug when you look at social media that's uh, I'm really bad with names. I'll get back to me later. But now everybody's addicted to their phones. Yeah. We're always looking, right? Is it? Um, it's a dopamine. Yeah, dopamine. Yeah, Thank dopamine. You. Yeah. Thank you. I'm really bad with names. Really, really bad. Yeah, like, it's funny you talk about this because her and I, we're always coming back on this. Yeah, Every always. single month, we're just like, dopamine detox? Yeah, dopamine detox. Do we need Because some? we're bombarded with so many things that are supposed to make us feel addicted. Like, just like social media. Think about it. It's like a, 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 it's like a casino machine. Mm -hmm. It's made to be like that. It's made for you to always think like there's more and more and more and the likes and the, and the comments and all that stuff. So you're constantly receiving dopamine. So that's normal that your brain starts depending on that dopamine and when you don't have that dopamine anymore you're completely unbalanced and then people forget that you can actually replace that dopamine with so many other healthy stuff but it's so easy to get your phone healthy stuff that's beautiful like what like sports like painting music so going back to dancing. what we were saying before about the body positivity and the work that you put through it yeah for sure you know what i mean yeah and that's the issue now everything is easy right they don't like they, they forgot C'est éphémère. Yes. They forgot about the most important thing. Everybody, 
adore l'éphémère. It's, it's like, ils vont tout aller choisir. Most of the time, people will choose the thing that doesn't actually matter. Instant gratification. But it's so quick. That, yeah, exactly. Over long-term gratification. But that's really, I call it a white man's problem. North American and Europe problem. Yeah. Because if you go to these third world countries, I feel that they're more happier than most. Yeah, I feel that too. Because mm-hmm. they But enjoy guess what? the simplicity. It's still, it's still human nature to want instant gratification. Like and even if it's not related to the phone itself, but like, like I know a lot of a lot of cases I could tell you about. But humans in general, mm-hmm. if they're not taking a conscious um, approach to something, they will choose instant gratification over a long term gratification. Like for example, someone calling you and be like, "Hey, let's go to the restaurant." Like there's this new restaurant that opened, and there's like this crazy amazing food. And then you also have your other friend that's like, "Yo, come to the gym." And you're like, uh, I'm not sure. Like, I just saw the new restaurant that opened and like everyone's there and like, it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. We're going to eat food and stuff. And you have that one friend that's like, hey, come do the harder thing, you know, and people are going to choose instant gratification. It's a question of marketing. Because you see, I've done sports all my life. Me doing sports, regardless, I could be sick. Somebody will tell me, let's go clubbing or let's do this. I would still do sports. I play basketball, soccer, go to the gym. Box. Because you were self-aware too. No, it's just what I like. And again, I'm not saying what I like is better than what other people like. It's a question of interest, right? I like movies, music. Some mm. people like other things. Mm-hmm. Now, some are better for you than uh, uh, other things, yeah. even TV. I love movies. I'm a big movie gore, uh, movie addict. Yet, I remember earlier on and still today, staying in front of the TV too long mm. is bad for your eyes and whatever. Yet, I have a 40-20 vision. Go figure. <laughs> I'm, I'm a walking paradox when it comes to these things. What I realized me with the age is I started <laughs> hating people more. I don't like people. That's not hating. I don't like people. Mm. Simple as that. I, I like that. my time, my my way if I want to see people well it's ironic because I have a podcast yeah it right? is I was thinking about like, I was like I'm the most it? anti-social sociable per- person and that's typically Gemini I'm sorry so, but that's so go. typically <laughs> it is though anyways continue I feel like I'm never going to win this conversation with you guys anything I say I like black and white yeah, that's such Gemini Gemini thing. of you <laughs> But she's right though. It is my brother's Gemini. My best, my, my best sister. Gemini. That I, the the, the girl Your that best I, sister. You have a best sister, not a best sister. Okay, she's not my real sister. She's ah, my friend. Okay. But like, she's such an old friend that she's a sister, mm-hmm. Ashley. My brother, Ashley, and my brother's girlfriend, who is now his future wife, is, are all Gemini. I I I'm telling you, she's right. She's definitely. Anyway, right. I, no, oh, I'm not it's, saying it's she's more right a joke. Or wrong. It's more a joke. I was just. I know, but that was a good one. You. I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> but again, like I said, I have two co-hosts. They always constantly do that. <laughs> they, they know for, if they want to bug me, talk about astrology <laughs> and uh, influencers. They'll <laughs> rattle me right there. I'll be like, oh, here we go. But you know what's funny? I understand. I I've never liked influencers either. I just Only feel they're irresponsible. I, yeah, it's not real influence. A good influence is not how the government did it for COVID. You know what I mean? What is good influence? It's just the basics of health. Yeah, but now you see, now you're picking and choosing. You're saying that he's a good influencer because he's doing positive things. But I'm talking about influencers, period. We have influencers constantly. It could be your teacher, your parents, your neighbor, your best friend, mm-hmm. uh, your your idols. But before, you were limited to a small group of people. Me growing up... 
uh, was a sport athlete that I was seeing on TV once a week, uh, a singer that I was waiting for his album. Not today, we're over-consuming. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. There's influencers Everywhere. everywhere. I just opened up my phone and that's I'm bombarded. Yeah, that's how you see. And people have to know, and I've said this multiple times, so just to give you uh, an analogy of how things transformed. In the 1950s, the amount of information that we have now in one second is the equivalent of what they had then of three years. Wow. Do you realize the bombardment of information? Yeah, so you just open your Instagram you have three, four pictures. That's the equivalent of information that they would have in two or three years. Do you realize, like, 1950s here, huh? So now it progresses quicker and quicker and quicker when TV was invented, radio was invented, and stuff like that. But before, for you just to send a letter, it would take three, four months to reach yeah. its destination. Yeah, exactly. Now an email is 0.3 seconds. Yeah, crazy. No wonder why the attention spam is less than three seconds. Exactly. So now you, you don't consume the same way neither. Yeah. I remember in the 90s, you had to wait a year or two for your artist to come out with an album and then you, that CD or cassette would be with you constantly playing. Mm. Now, every Friday on Spotify, I listen to six albums and I listen to them maybe once, twice, and then I move on to the next, next Friday. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Right? You don't consume the, the same way no. as you before. You don't market the same way either. Exactly. It's, it's, and it's you don't enjoy it the same way. It's like all of that is affected, yeah. And it goes back to what you guys are doing from an artistic point of view or from a wellness point of view. Where how do you market your, is it your product or your whatever you're selling, I guess? Yeah. The thing is that we also do social media marketing and oh. and these things. So we have the salon, is XC Masters, is the first thing that we've, you know, worked on. And then now we have the academy that is following the salon. For the academy, we teach people how to market their services. But we also coach them on social media marketing and content creation and everything and if i come dig deeper in it i won't lie it's all psychology and it's all understanding today's psychology it's not yesterday's psychology yeah yeah definitely so it's like you have three seconds to put something to catch people's attention and there is a lot of manipulation unfortunately to sell something and i wish it wasn't too much like that but unfortunately if you don't hack the person's brain for her to actually be like oh this seems interesting. But Let that's crazy that you it. use the word hack. I know. But, I understand what you're saying. But, but it's, it's just the case because the phones are hacking our brains. And if you want to sell something, you need to learn the yeah. science of hacking someone's attention. Yeah. So it's, it's like, because if you're just there and talking about, hey, my name is and I do this and it's really amazing because you can get this, this, that, that, that. Chances are your ROI is going to be shit. And, but if you learn how this person's attention works, you have three seconds to say an amazing sentence that might not reflect completely what you're doing. But once you get their attention, you explain what you're doing and then they decide if they want to stay or not. In the end, this is a little bit more the formula that everyone is using now. And so if you don't do it, somebody else will do it. Yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Obviously, then after yeah. we're talking about more about, you know, like the brand values and brand awareness and stuff like that, like we want to stay authentic as much as possible. We want to be able to show, you know, the real and 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 the things we've learned, but also talk about the real problems in it. And that's something that, you know, it's specific to each person, but there is definitely a lot of lies in social media and in the marketing and in ads and so how do you navigate through all that 
you how do you navigate as as a business owner both because i'm guessing you're a consumer as much as a provider right yes the thing is that because i'm a, i'm a creator like i'm someone who learns how to market and everything i analyze everything i consume yeah you see much more i know much more what this person has done in their description the way they for, like formulated everything and i can go and understand a little bit more if there's actual real value in this or if they're actually just using very smart psychological like processes to get you to buy their thing yeah. and they just used the same exact thing that the competitor did but in another phrase with better colors better attention better editing and it's still you know it's it's the same thing it's just used in a different way the wrapping is different yeah exactly it's basically it and that's what's exploding lately it's really like you don't have to reinvent the, you reinvent reinvent the wheel you just have to make it a little bit better look a little bit better more, a little attractive. Bit more glitter you know what i mean <laughs> a little bit more fluff and in a, in a sense it's a good thing because everyone can you know create their own and try their own but should everyone have the chance to i think in the end it's the market that decides and the market decides if you're if you're you know worth it or not and if i can add as a consumer i How do you navigate in it? It's just if you don't have, like she said, because we're providers too, we're able to like understand and see it and find the real value at the end. But if ever you're just a consumer, just make sure to buy something that you actually want and need. That's that's huh. the best way to go. <laughs> and That's an ideal thing, but we overconsume right now. Exactly. Maybe maybe I say this and I find it easy because I'm not someone who overconsume at all. Oh, yeah? You would be surprised. What model is your yeah. phone? It's an iPhone 13, but that's business-wise. What model are we here? 13? For, 14, 14 Pro. Oh, okay. I don't 13. know. Like I was saying that. And I just bought it on Black Friday, and it's because I had an iPhone 11. And it, uh, so your, you your see it as a block. tool. And it's a business tool it's for a me. Business. It's a business tool it for is. you. Yeah. Everything that I buy new generation is going to be business-wise related. She can state it. I'm oh, really... no, no. I wasn't necessarily no, because no, no, no. we're I... all victim because I feel like, like for Sometimes example, Apple too. created this need of mm. buying their new phone every year regardless if it looks exactly the same I swear. and they give these little upgrades but these upgrades are already now here but they're like if i give you everything now yeah why will you buy next exactly. year exactly so i'm going to give you a little bit and then i'm going to give you another little bit yeah and you keep on keep on keep on always going through it and it's crazy because you're creating this need to have the latest that's what i exactly that's where i was going maybe for me it's easier because i'm not an over consumer but i guess for someone who over consumes all the time even unconsciously it's the biggest it company gets, in the world they're yeah, doing something oh yeah. right it's getting difficult i agree yeah they're also making sure that their phones the the older they get the Absolute shittier they sauce. are to use <laughs> so and that's crazy too because i don't even think from an ethical point of view that's legal yeah no, it's no, no, not but what can you do technology goes faster than we think like there's so oh, many definitely. new apps so many new systems that you have to have for your phone to function or you know like everything is made for your life to go faster and easier and the phones are made to handle only what they want you to handle this year yeah. as you said like for example your phone can take only this many apps And you're using it today, but like next year, I'll tell you, there's this new app where you can do this and that you weren't able to do before. So you have to get this app if you want to get a fat, easier life, but it doesn't work with your ancient, ancient phone. I have to ask you a question. Did you guys do that, that whole Lenza thing there? Lenza? That uh, photo uh, cartoonish no, trend that's going on right now? No. no. Everyone did, but I did. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think I Cartoons saw it. Cartoons yeah. thing, like it's where not, everyone did it. How the hell did you I miss it? I think Cinda did it. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I saw Are it. Are you I snitching see. on your friend like that? <laughs> Just she posted it. So. <laughs> she posted it actually in her. Just <laughs> dropping names. I love you, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> she did this. She did that. <laughs> but it's crazy because I even saw it on Montreal blog. They're like, oh, everybody's on it, blah, 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 blah. So I opened the app because me, it's research. Everything I do is out of research. And I'm like, oh, there's this one month trial, two months trial, three months. I thought it was free originally. And I'm like, everybody's on it. But I'm like, and again, I know I have this obsession of being authentic, mm-hmm. where I want to be me. Me too. Yet we're constantly influenced, yeah. right? A little bit of this. I see something, I'm like, oh, I want to do it, but my personal way, right? And I do this on everything, regardless, even the pod. <laughs> I didn't know what a podcast was until I started my podcast. Nice. It started as a joke. I was looking for a new project and a friend of mine was like, oh, you should do a podcast. I was like, what the hell is a podcast? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's like a radio station, but you do it from home. I'm like, cool. I went on YouTube for a week, studied. I was like, okay, this is easy. Bought the equipment, here invited three people, and here pressed record. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are today. Now it's not the same setup. It's not the same equipment. You grow, right? Of course. With your, because I'm very, very obsessed with sound and quality of sound. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, by the way. Wait, and, wait until you hear it, actually. On <laughs> Spotify and all of them. Nice. Like, that's the only thing I can definitely control is quality. So I'll do the quality. Then if we have people listening or not, that's another thing. But we are hitting now the 30,000. So I'm not complaining. But it took time, right? Of course. And again, I stayed authentic in the sense that I follow whatever I'm living or whatever I'm seeing Mm -hmm. right so we talk about regular everybody could relate to sometimes i have specific guests that's important too Mm. but like apart even today right we're talking about things that everybody could relate to yeah yeah right some people are going to be like oh sin is talking shit about astrology again and they love that (laughs) stuff they know it and then they're going to bombard me with astrology yeah they love (laughs) you if you love astrology by the way (laughs) oh there's plenty there's plenty no i had somebody an expert on uh reiki reiki i don't know how you pronounce it yeah whatever and she was like, you know, and I'm like, I don't believe in that bullshit. I'm like, you, you had a 20 minute course and now all of a sudden you're going to rebalance yeah. my body. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is, I'll still entertain it. I'll still try it. Like I will always try everything, almost everything once. And it's really interesting because you meet interesting people, regardless if I agree or disagree with mm. them. I'm not judging. Yeah. Each their own as long as okay. the energy is good, right? Positivity mm. and, you know, they're trying. to pour faire un monde. Exactement. But there's some people that, you know, abuse and use. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting is I'm going to throw you out an analogy that's going on right now. We had this conversation earlier where we were talking about those people, those influencers that film themselves helping the homeless. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And somebody threw out there an interesting idea. So I was like, I don't understand why you have to show the world. You know, it's just for validation, self-validation regardless if you're helping somebody. And then somebody else told me, he's like, yeah, but Sin, think about the other side. Mm. He's like, regardless if it's a bad thing, mm. it might motivate people yep. yeah, to that's do true. the good I thing. Agree. You know what I mean? That's really true. So that ripple effect could still turn out positive. Yeah. You know what it I mean? Can. And this is where I'm a bit perplexed mm-hmm. of what's next and how to handle and approach things. As even though it's negative, I'm trying to find the positive out of it. Well, that's the, I I was reading, seeing a a video online and I don't remember his full name. I think it's Jordan. Um, He was talking about being pessimistic. He's actually, 
<laughs> Jordan Peterson? Yeah, I think it's him. Oh, that's like other oh, the teacher. Yeah, the exactly. Pro- the Toronto teacher. Pro- he professor. was he was talking about that. And he was saying being pessimistic is actually not a bad thing because it it allows you to see the opportunity out of it yeah. most of the time. Like being pessimistic in a way. And in the case you said, it's not exactly that, but you're able to find a good thing out of a bad thing, right? So it's the same way with pessimistic. It's just seeing the real truth, which hurts and is not nice to hear. And it's painful sometimes. But out of it, you're able to accept the real reality you're in and find good opportunities or good ways of living, like if that makes sense. So you see, I think what's important in what you said is, is it good or bad? I think the context can change if the person you've asked the person, no matter if it's homeless or not, if you ask the person if they're okay to be filmed, I Actually, think that's what they told me. Too. You know, if if you're asking for consent and that's they say true. yes, that's fine. Now, even if it's not a homeless person and you just film the person saying hi, but the person did not give you your consent and she does not consent to you posting the video and you still posted it, no matter who that person was or their her situation in sure. society, that was wrong. Yeah. So in the end, but not today. Everybody's pulling out their phones, of course, without consent. Of course, th- that's where it gets a little bit tricky and touchy. For me, it's I think it's just really important, especially for homeless people. Yeah. Like for everyone, obviously. But, you know, if you're in a certain situation where you don't want to share it with the world, but you're okay to accept what the person's going to give you, like that's totally your right. But it's true that it can affect people in the right way. Like actually, because sometimes you have to film that you gave whatever you got from people that follow you. So for example, people, uh fais une levée de fond. I want to do 30 dollars, and then uh, you just post uh, something like, "Hey guys, we post, we uh, gave the money away. Thank you so much." Like, there's absolutely no proof of what you've done. Yeah, but yeah, no, I get that. You know what I mean? No, no, so, a lot of people do that hustle too. Yeah, so if if you're showing to the people, this is what your money did. This is how this mom was able to to provide, you know, and- provide, and she was happy, and she, this one cried to the point mm-hmm. where, where it touched her. Someone sees, like, an object they give, and they're like, oh, my God, that's my object, and they see the kid, little the little kid smiling. I think that's a beautiful thing. It's, like, it affecting people and influencing people in positivity, but it's not right if there's... No, no I agree consent. with you. I'm, I'm more of a very, ironically, very reserved person. Mm-hmm. I don't like to have pictures out there of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be a public figure in any way or form. I do not like this attention at all. Now talking and having. So <laughs> she had to come on. She had to <laughs> give me a high five. I'm literally joking right now. <laughs> I definitely need a drink after this. <laughs> but I, now it's a running gag. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair play, fair play. And we're water signs, so all, all I don't know what that sh- means. Okay, I'll explain to you. Can water signs, they're a little bit. Can I flush the water oh, sign? Oh, come on. We'll come back. <laughs> you actually love us the most, I promise you. <laughs> no, 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 we're bubbly. Genre. It's just that bubbly, we're beaucoup poké, genre, comme, like I, I am the same, to be extremely honest. Good, perfect. I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> That's Please. All. No, 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 no. For this breaking is... the ice, at least. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> no but i'm just joking but no i I get what you're saying but the thing is like i said i'm a very reserved person Mm -hmm. whatever i do i don't do it for recognition i do it because i want to do it i do it because i feel it's Mm -hmm. right to do it now a lot of people like to document anything they do Mm -hmm. literally taking a coffee for them is an exploit right oh here's my coffee here and i'm like 
okay, bravo. <laughs> like, what else? What else did you bring to this society? Mm. And without naming any names, I was, I had the privilege, and I say this in a loving way, even though it's a little bit sarcastic, <laughs> with an influencer, a Montreal influencer, or we, we shared a vacation for a week with a bunch of friends. And it was scary because she has so much power, right? More than 200,000 followers. She's a big thing. The only big thing she actually did to get all that is be on a TV reality, right? Yeah. You smile like you think <laughs> maybe you know who I'm talking about. Not but, at all. Oh, okay. Absolutely She's one of not. us. And uh, and I found that out because I didn't know. But the way it was approached is like, oh, you don't know who I am. And I'm like, no. And what scares me about these things is if they are the role models for the future, it scares me. Mm. Right? Because it doesn't take much to go on TV reality mm -hmm. and, you know, make a joke or look a fool or be bossy, whatever that is. Me, it's the responsibility after that when you have younger kids, in her case, younger girls, let's just say, you know, like, oh, I want to be like her when I grow up. And I'm like, like what? Like what? Now, maybe eventually with all that power, she'll do something great. I hope so. She's a good person. She's not like a bad person, anything like that. I'm just, you don't bring anything to the table. Mm -hmm. Right? But And maybe not anything to your table. Oh, she doesn't bring anything to any table. So that's what... I would have said the same probably because I'm not interested in a lot of things that influencers do. But there's a lot of people that are interested into seeing her make her coffee with the little setup that she made at home because their coffee setup at home isn't the same. It doesn't look as cute and organized. So she feels like she's doing a better job watching someone organize it for content purposes. And it makes her feel like, oh my God, I can actually organize this better, look better and... My family's going to be happy to come and see the coffee station. That sounded such a Gemini thing. I know, right? But I'm not Gemini. That's what they're uh, <laughs> I missed. <laughs> What no, a but surprise. Seriously, I'm just telling you, like, I think, tu sais, c'est comme, like, pourquoi regarder la télé tout court, à part pour les nouvelles et la météo? Like, there's, y'a beaucoup de films. Pas de I'm just saying, like, a lot of people are going to watch for distraction. Some of these things, obviously, are divertissement, pardon. Um, et il y a beaucoup de ces choses-là qui divertissent le monde, mais ça les inspire d'une façon ou d'une autre. Ça peut ne pas nous inspirer nous parce que it's really the last problem of my life, how no, your coffee station no, I is. Get, I get that 100, and that's a very positive, like looking for the positive in it. Yeah. But if you look at the global shame of it all, mm -hmm. right, it's useless. Right? It's like me saying, I have a table, we have to eat, and you bring a plastic bag. Mm -hmm. You're not bringing anything to the table. Mm -hmm. It's not the purpose of it. Yeah. Now you have a responsibility because I feel like influencers or people that have that many followers. Yeah, you have a, have responsibility. a responsibility. It comes with it. Right? You're putting out ideas, thoughts, opinions out there. And you have to be responsible. Yeah. It's like if tomorrow I decide to sell a product, or let's just say tomorrow I decide to promote your business, I still have to do the due diligence and the research before I start putting it out there. Yeah. As much as you guys are amazing, let's just say, I've met some amazing people that didn't do their work. Mm. Now, and your business, it's cutthroat in the sense that if you do one mistake, it's there, mm. right? Yeah. Because you can have 20 million good reviews. One bad review. Can cancel it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I meant by that. You could do amazing songs, right? And then use one term or one expression or maybe the one way word, you were dressed yeah. in a video, whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden, it's a 180. 
and it's only scary because in this type of business, it I can is. only imagine where you're always on your toes. And I'm like, okay, what I say, what I do, what I wear, how I approach things, the products I use, the people I use it on could all influence. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like influencers online feel like they're untouchable yeah because everything negative is just haters yeah exactly We're <laughs> and everything positive is of course <laughs> i'm amazing unfortunately i i feel like i feel like sometimes they have too much power as you said i feel like an influencer can make or break you oh, and yeah. that just yeah. depends on how she feels about you Kim yeah. Kim is a very right? good example about that exactly so someone can just come and meet you and you know you, your intention wasn't that but she heard you like i don't know say a bad word on on the phone It was a joke, but she heard that and she's out like... Out of context. Exactly. That's the problem is like taking things out of context and using your influence to to kind of like... Um, pour, faire, pour te faire du bien à tes propres émotions au final. Yeah. Genre c'est de, de ta propre émotion à toi. Toi, t'es mm -hmm. frustré. Alors tu veux partager ta frustration avec tes followers pour que tes followers soient aussi frustrés. And then this is where you're going you guys creating are like a whole gang. cycle. That's how cancel culture was created. Cancel yeah. culture, cyber um, bullying. bullying, like and and these things like are uncontrollable. And that's where I think there's too much power. Yeah. Like and too I, much power given away and like I, this. And I feel like it got so easy to be like it takes time, but it got so easy to become an influencer. You go in a TV show and boom, you're in it. So it's so easy that people jump in it and don't realize the responsibility that comes with it like you are talking I, i'm gonna go into someone in, in in particular because it's gonna explain my point andrew tate oh. so this guy <laughs> i love the reaction the red pill guy the red pill guy right so this is pessimistic in all in certain ways like he's gonna give you the truth so His truth. His truth. Yeah, also again, his I'm not, truth. I'm not for or against what he's saying because exactly he does too. say some good points. Exactly me too. But I don't, and again, sorry to cut you off, go but on, I'll give ahead. you something that Jason, one of my co-hosts said. He's like, what's funny about the Andrew Tate saga is if you take whatever he's saying and you go to Africa and say it to them, they're like, yeah, okay, what's wrong with exactly. this? Exactly. It's nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Right? It's not anti-women, anti-anything like that. But what kills me here in this free world, why isn't he not entitled to his opinion? If he wants a woman that does him sandwiches and stays in the kitchen, let him find yeah. a woman. He's not saying that a woman that isn't like that should be like that. He's saying the one that he wants, the ones that he wants to be surrounded by should be like that. But the problem for me mm -hmm. is he has influence and you're coming on a platform that has a huge ratio of mm -hmm. teenagers Young little boys that wants to be like you, fit like you, have all the women around you. How do you think it works in a in a boy's oh, this mind? This is gonna be fun. Well, that, that's a very like c'est comme une ligne très fine parce que then whose problem is it? Is it Andrew Tate saying what he should have it the right to say? Because his, he's not or selling the parents, a but he's not selling a product though. But but that's what I'm saying. Like he, but it I is know, a personal branding. He, he is selling no, his no. personal yeah, brand. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the Hustler University, Actually, whatever. Actually, he is selling his coaching. Yeah, Hustler's University. Exactly. But wait, wait. So Andrew Tate is a result of something else. So yeah. he is the opposite <laughs> of the blue pill. Yeah. yeah. The red pill was created because of the blue pill. And I don't know if you guys watch The Matrix. Yeah. That's yeah, where the did. metaphor comes from, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came through because men are becoming weaker. And uh, what's his name? Patterson is one of the big talkers and he's a psychology mm -hmm. professor at the university of toronto and now you know uh, bestseller books and blah 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 
where his education is behind this. He comes out with facts, history, and stuff like that. Now, Andrew Tate is the most, uh, more vulgar, more easier to That's consume. That's yeah. Modern, yeah. Yeah, it's easier to consume, actually, for the younger. He speaks young, younger language. Exactly. But now, where the issue comes in plays with him is, I don't totally disagree. What I disagree with is the way he says it. Yep, exactly that. It's the packaging. It's how you come and give the information. It's the formulation itself. Yeah. It's just... But the the, the, the deep end of it is actually the, makes somewhat yeah. sense. And now I there's a more and more red pillars out there coming mm -hmm. out. And what happens is, you know, when... Because there's a clash with the feminist movement going on right now, the yeah. transgender movement going on right now, where men are at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Right? Being a man... Now, all of a sudden, it's associated to toxic masculinity. Masculinity. Yeah, I can't mm -hmm. even pronounce that shit. <laughs> Whatever that is. And the thing is, being a man or being an alpha male now is bad, right? And there's this uh, TikToker, YouTuber, I don't know which one she is, that, that redhead girl. Uh, per, uh, just pearly things. That's it. I don't know her, but it's okay. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I've showed you. Oh, you showed, showed you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you'll perfect. see her, you'll know. And she, she, she put out the point where... Men and women are not equal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they're different. They mm -hmm. bring different things to the exactly. table. Exactly. Right? Because if you bring the same thing to the table, then I don't need you. Exactly. Yeah. And they were like, but it's all hypocritical in the sense that you want equality to men, but you're not willing to do all the jobs that men do. Mm. You can be equal as a lawyer. Let's just say two lawyers, men, women, same. But those who are doing, you know, navigation in the sea, the mines... Construction. construction and everything like that you, you don't want to do that job so we're not saying you can't we're just saying that you won't if you, you, you don't want to actually. well not all women yeah yeah there's exceptions of course they all can but are they gonna perform the same genetically so. you know definitely that a man genetically can most of the time be stronger than a woman and it's not we're not comparing the exceptions of we're not comparing a bodybuilder woman To like a skinny guy that has we're never, talking the laws you know, of the average exactly here, right? like average. average and it's true like men and women are are different and they're made differently can they do both the same can a man cook can a man give love and affection the way women give yes are they all like that no should they be exactly the same i don't think so they don't no, but have it was, to it was funny because another a friend of mine actually made me notice he's like men are more organized for control environments mm. And the example that he gave is like, as much as we want women in the kitchen, the biggest chefs in the world are men. Yeah. Right? Because it's moth, it's in a business point approach. Yeah. Do this, this, and that. Women are more emotional. emotional. It's more personal. And I would always believe women are smarter than men in general, more emotionally intelligent by far mm. than men. Mm. Now, there's certain things that are, and again, I'm generalizing, right? Yeah. Because the, the strongest person I know is my mom. Nice. Right. So yeah. hands down, it's not even she's done more than most men I know in my life. <laughs> Now, she is an exception. She is not the rule. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be like I was blessed in the sense lucky to have a mom like this that showed me the example. Now, she is not the norm and it's okay, Right. And she didn't finish school. She didn't do anything. She's a businesswoman. She Love was, that. And she's super hearted. She's a lion. She's, She's a, a Leo. Leo. She's a Leo. There you go. See? There you <laughs> go. See, I'm that, one that one is for free. That I one is for free. <laughs> we're we're going to convert him. <laughs> Aucune chance. <laughs> Aucune chance. <laughs> But anyway, she was super driven because she, 
And again, she was driven because of the consequence of mm. the circumstances of her life. Yeah. Because a lot of people, you see the best out of them or you break them in the worst situations. Yeah. And I always tell people, it's easy to be good in a happy place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put them in chaos and see how they navigate through yeah. it. I swear right? to God. And that's where you see a lot of people. And now, right now, we're in a generation where everybody's too comfortable. Where everybody's a superhero because they're sitting on their couch, on a phone, criticizing other people, hating on other people, pointing out the finger. My father always says, when somebody points the finger at you, there's three Three pointing pointing at you. Three pointing at you. I always say that too. So So because of that, with that information, you have to always take a step back. Yeah. Right? And I'm entitled to my opinion. Now, my opinion is not fact. It's just my opinion. Exactly. And opinions change. Right? There's a lot of things that I disagreed upon a couple of years back. That now I do agree upon. Because you have more facts, you have more information, you have more maybe experience, more experience more. and different ways of seeing it. Yeah. But that's the thing where people believe that their opinion is the truth, the only truth, and it will Doesn't never change. Sense. Yeah. And <laughs> sadly, people evolve. Truth evolves. Reality evolves. A yeah. uh, hundred years ago, slavery was a common thing. Mm. Not Nobody would have thought, oh, this is wrong. This is, but now today it's like, oh my God. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're a victim of your circumstance, of your period in your time. Now you can learn a lot from history because it goes always full circle. Now we're we're going through the fluffy, fluffy world where everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. Everybody has, you know. Never ends. And then eventually it's going to go back to the opposites. The the Nazi, the Mussolini period, the the Kim Jong-uns of this world. Where they're going to be like, no, you guys are too dumb. We're going to take back your freedom. Hope it's- I'll be gone by then. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I feel it coming. <laughs> to be honest. It's going to be coming, prob- but not right away. No, no. You're safe. You're safe. You'll be a grandmother probably by then. If this planet doesn't explode by then. Exactly. <laughs> for real, for real. But we know there was this expression that said hard times make strong. No, weaker men and weaker no. men make easier times. Strong. Uh, okay. Hard times create strong men strong men create easy, easy times. times easy times, times create weak men. men weak men create hard, hard times. times yeah that's it so you see luckily you're here to translate of course i'm so bad at i these drink things. that type of information <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it and you look at the evolution of things that's what really happens it's yeah. very true it's a circle and we're sadly in circle. the easy times i guess yeah right now we're in the easy oh with the, weak, easy. With the weak people Right. And obviously, no, I think it depends also, like, m- more in terms of, like, smaller circles than just the world itself. Like, if you take a father that, when he was younger, he had absolutely nothing. And they struggled and they ate bread for weeks and weeks and weeks. And he had to, you know, struggle. Most of the time, these type of people, you're going to see them transform into something so much bigger because they've known the worst and this is where they will create easier times because they come from harder times. Yeah. And then, then their kids this, becomes these exactly. untitled Because they, they they came up in easy times. Yeah. And that's where they create Too weak easy. men. Yeah. And, and and it's a cycle. And then they get depressed. So when I'll get rich, my kids are going to have it really hard. <laughs> you have, but it I'm is joking. important. It is important. You have it to. is important because there yeah. was, uh, who was it? It was uh, Jim Jeffries, a comedian, an Australian comedian. That actually was explaining, and in comedy, it's actually, there's a lot of knowledge in comedy, ironically speaking, because their art is based on observation. And they were explaining is like, have you ever noticed that North Americans, right, a billionaire that loses 10, a billionaire that loses 100 million Mm -hmm. will go and commit suicide 
because of depression. Yet an African kid that has to walk 10 kilometers for water will drink water and dance and be happy to be. And he's like, what's the difference between both of them? Is their dreams and ambitions. Mm. The African kid, his ambition is to live another day. Mm -hmm. It's a very Thank humbling you. ambition. Yeah. The billionaire that had it easy, his ambitions is to do more. Exactly. So the minute he does less, he feels useless. Yeah. And that's where depression, because even in, and again, some people criticize me for saying this often, anxiety and depression is something I didn't know about me growing up. I never heard that word. Yeah, me neither. Now, I'm not saying it didn't exist. I'm just saying we're too focused. I always say to people, I don't have time for this shit. I personally believe, because there's a big difference between thriving and surviving. Mm -hmm. I'm always in surviving mode. Yeah. Guess it's my African blood. Same, you know, same, same, same. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to thrive. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie. I can have breakdowns. I can have like a moment in my day where I'm just like something happened and it's it's driving me crazy. So yes, I'm just gonna have no. I can't do this today. No, but you but can have you bounce moments. back. Exactly, you bounce back to it. Like you know what's up. The You've funny thing it. is that we're always in survival, even when things are going good. Especially when things are going yes. good. Like things are going so well that it's too well. So let's literally like. Stay completely explode our schedules and have three other challenges that we know we're not gonna end up doing that the way we want yeah but we need to stay in survival mode or we we're just like chilling it. way too much we need much. to feel like we're still in survival mode to not be too comfortable because otherwise it's not good it's just a sense of emergency kind of makes you create so much more impact in your own life and i'm not saying it's good to have it all the time it's good to know the balance between it and know when to activate it so that actually goes back to what she posted and what i reacted upon where I understand what you just said now. You guys are young, driven. You have a lot to do. Yeah. But eventually, you have to enjoy the fruit, that the I tree agree. that you... Of and course. this is where you don't need to do more. You can just relax. I believe that my opinion... Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm so agreeing with you. I have a different way of seeing it now. Like, I really agree mm -hmm. with you. At some point in your life, maybe because I'm 24. So yeah, yeah, my but that's what like, I'm saying. Now I understand to, everything. You have to. I don't want you to be comfortable exactly, at 24. Exactly, you know what Work, I mean? Work, stress, do what you have to do. But at some try point, different things. But eventually, you have to bear the fruit that you worked so hard upon. Of course. Because even retirement, I was having this conversation with my father that just retired. And I'm like, you enjoy retirement at 65, 70, where now it's, you know, you're tired, you have less energy. And I'm like, I find that sad. Yeah. Because you should be enjoying life when you're full of energy. Mm. But sadly, life doesn't, you know, yeah. give you that opportunity to do it. Now you have to find balance where you can work for 11 months straight. Yeah. And then just glide. It's like doing is, you know, when you do a roller, a rollerblading or a roller skating or whatever, mm. you push, you push, you push, and then you just let yourself go mm -hmm. for a while. And then you continue, continue, continue. And a lot of people forget themselves because you're going to wake up one day, you're 40 and you're like, shit. I just worked. At what moment did I enjoy this? Yeah. yeah, I think it's cycles. I think obviously like if you, it's like imagine yourself sprinting nonstop. Like how long are you going to last compared mm -hmm. to sprinting two minutes and then jogging for five and then sprinting? It's more efficient too. Of course. It is. And of you course. lose body fat. Exactly. You have more results. But also not just that, like I I'm all for, you know, like doing your most when you're younger and, you know, pushing and stuff. But as I said earlier, what ensures me that I'll be there next year? Like what ensures me that when I'll come back home tonight and I'll, I'll sleep tomorrow, I'm not like, I don't know if I'll wake up or not. So if yeah, I didn't- you can't think, think that way. For sure. But you have to in a certain way, because what if, if you see each day of your life as this might be the last day, 
you don't just obviously throw everything out of the window and just, you know, like go crazy. What I'm saying is give everything its time during smaller periods of time instead of going like a full year of killing yourself and then next year I will be able to take a, a two weeks off for my family. Like, I think it's much better to take your whole day working, but always, for example, taking that little 10 minutes with each kid before they sleep to make sure they have that little thing, you know, like, because I've had a lot of people I met that had this excuse of like, no, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have mm -hmm. to, you know, and unfortunately, the problem is that while you thought that you had time, the most important moments and years with those people that matter have, have transformed into kind of almost trauma because the kids were like i did not need you to make more money that i just needed you to give me a little bit more attention you know oh no i totally 100% agree. an example but then again it's ironic because i'm coming from an algerian family mm. right? and i believed for a very long time that my father didn't love me mm. but now growing up i'm older i realized that he had to do what he had to do yeah. to actually give me that chance to be who I am today. Exactly. And that generation sacrificed for us, yeah. for me to give it differently to my kids mm -hmm. and then them to their kids. And Each generation has their purpose. They can't exactly. do it all. And they don't know what they don't know in this sense. It's so they were leaving a country starting from scratch. Yeah. They had their journey, their baggage, so their traumas. Right, that are completely different oh, from ours. Yeah. Different circumstances. Right? My, well. I'm older, so my parents were like, my father lost his father during the war. War for us is very foreign now. Mm -hmm. Like, war, we see that on TV in yeah. other countries. Yeah, we don't it's know. It's not going to happen in Canada. Right? Anyway, let's hope not. Hopefully not. <laughs> but my point is, we, we, don't, we haven't lived it. Yeah. So, even that's why COVID actually, I feel COVID for me, that period of COVID was the most productive most fun moment of my life me too except the first uh first oh, month no. i would say the first month to be honest i was so scared to open my windows really? no me i, I was, was like i scared. opened the window i, I will die it. i didn't stop working <laughs> i Dakers didn't were stop. open. <laughs> i i didn't want to I, I i was like i'm gonna be fine you know why because i'm really someone who's i was scared for my parents because yes, that of their is true. health that is true. but me i'm really someone who thinks in a scientific way i know i went to the gym i know i eat well i've always had great eating habits i i i move around yeah I we see that on instagram <laughs> <laughs> but it's true right come on yeah but at that time like i think you're talking about a moment where you understood what covid was and everything but the first month i always where knew. everyone was just like everyone go hide And it's like chaos me, everywhere. For me, for me, it was like a social experiment where people of were going course. crazy. The, the only thing I will relate to you in the sense that I was worried for my parents. Yeah, yeah me, me too. too. Because the information that was coming out was, oh, older people, blah, blah, blah. That was yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah, me too, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't care. Me, I was going to work. I, we stopped for one week, actually five days. And then we were open, uh, were open just for, you know, the first aid uh, people. So we had like three kids out of 40 or 80 and stuff like that. But the thing is, I enjoyed those moments. I was so productive. That's where I actually developed the whole marketing behind the podcast. Like the podcast was out for almost a year. And that's where I developed it even more because I had a lot more time all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And people weren't annoying me because nobody was showing up at my house. Yeah. So I was like, chill. <laughs> I became ultra productive. I started having lives with business owners trying to help nice. out with them. Like I created a whole station. I even had DJ battles on lives. 
It was oh, super wow. fun. Like 200, 300 people on because everybody was at home. I had trivia nights on the, <laughs> pop, <laughs> on the lives. Fucking nice. I you was killed it. ultra productive. <laughs> and everybody's like, so when is the next one? I'm like, no, COVID is over. Bye-bye. <laughs> on to the next. And it was crazy. I was giving money away. I was giving businesses. Like I even did a, a whole run of lasagnas. A friend of mine was doing catering lasagnas. So I offered, I think I'm it was hungry like now. 20 lasagnas. Best lasagna in town. Where? We're no, hungry. No, no. We're literally I'll hungry. I'll deliver them. No, they're like semi-frozen or freshly made every nice. day. So I gave 20 away. 20. I paid for 20 mm. and I said I was going to deliver them personally. Nice. And so cool. most of the people that actually won are people that I didn't know. They were just people following the pod. Mm. So there was a chance for them to actually see me because they had no idea who I was. So cool. Except during the lives. And that took me two, almost two days to deliver because it was from West Island of to the course. East to South Shore to North Shore. Get around everywhere. I did it once, so I won't do it again. I was like, I'll make somebody deliver it to you. <laughs> but it was so much fun because it was my opportunity to, to meet new people, have new adventures and experiences because there was no traffic. It's a nice network. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> I loved it. I loved driving oh, while I it was the pandemic. I loved it. It was crazy good. <laughs> I literally... <laughs> 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, empty. I, like, I stopped my car in the middle of René Lévesque and I got out and I was in the middle of the street because there was no one, literally, like doors open. I was just there and I was like, that's crazy. I'm able to oh, do this. I started empty. taking pictures yeah, about the whole thing. I'm exactly. like, fuck, I wish someone was with me to help me film this content. <laughs> no, but it was crazy. A lot of uh, photographers that I knew took uh, the opportunity to go downtown and take pictures because it was empty. Mm. all the models Best came moment. out social yeah. distancing let's go let's do this like I said again I know it's not the reality of many people a lot of people that I knew had restaurants mm. they took a good hit oh yeah and again some people reinvented themselves good for them other people started reading I read a lot more you know like I said I created a lot more I was more in a very good place the only bad side was I couldn't travel yeah. Yeah. that was the only little tiny thing but like I said you can take any bad situation and make it into a good in general now we're not going to go through it's death about and disease. the ability and of being able to adapt to any situation and surviving. to survive in it. Surviving. Yeah. surviving. Yeah. And that's something that these generations, especially North Americans and Europeans right now, they're thriving too much. And the minute that you remove that toy that they're having, this this liberty, this they crumble down like a deck of cards. And that's the scary part. And then everybody had depression, anxiety, mm. and all these symptoms blew out of proportion. Everybody's yeah. going, what are your thoughts on therapy? Um, I love therapy. <laughs> okay. I love therapy. I love how you just said that. I love therapy. I love therapy, actually. I feel like even someone who's healthy should have someone to talk uh, what to. What age did you start? I I only had once, a, like one therapy session, and it was in March. Oh, okay. I never had therapy. Why? Otherwise. If you don't mind me asking. Um, I was dating a person that <laughs> worked up my mind and I Fucking knew men. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he was a red pillar and it, it kind of worked up my mind. So you want to do him a sandwich? No, but he wasn't she that was kind of the sandwich. I was the sandwich. Yeah, literally. Is that a bad thing? I'm I know, confused. No, no, no. It's not. It's, that, it's all about your perception, honey. But I mean, he was, was nice. Like, he was nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's amazing. Come on. But he was nice. He was a kind guy. It's just that that's he the was. Butt that's interesting to the me. The butt is because he was a red pillar. He was overthinking too much, and energy transfer is real. So I was overthinking too much. So I was like, I need to remedy the situation. I talked to someone, and it helped. One one hour session, amazing. Ciao. Is he still here? 
I'm not in a bad term with him, but okay. no, we don't talk anymore. Um, we don't fine. talk anymore. <laughs> we don't talk anymore. <laughs> but um, I wanted to say, as I was saying, um, therapy for me, like, I don't, I don't see a therapist only because of financial support. Like, I can't right now. But I feel like even when you're healthy, except if you have a good surrounding, you can talk to, to, to people around you. It's just important to talk. And sometimes it's good to have a neutral opinion. If all the people around you are already too personal, too close, they can give you an opinion that is related to how they're worried about you or their fear. So, yeah, I love therapy. Just not like, I think that's it. <laughs> I'm looking at her and I'm like, what oh do you boy. Think? So. <laughs> I knew there was something <laughs> epical coming. So I'm not against therapy. I approve but. therapy for whoever needs it and for he- for whoever it creates good results and support. And I think a lot of people should go get therapy and should stop thinking that it's it's something taboo. But for me personally, as a human myself, no, I just don't think that therapy is made for me. I'm more of a personal development person and I would prefer having a mentor that I look up to in certain areas of life. But that's a life. form of therapy. I know, but it's not. It's not a therapist. It's not it's a therapist. Somebody but yeah. to talk to. So for me, so I've it's the always... support system that you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, and that's a hundred thousand percent just me. Exactly. I'm not telling you guys to do this. So mm. I don't want to oh, be quoted on this. But for me, my challenge was always to understand how human psychology works and how the brain works. And if we're able to control the brain or, you know, hack it, as I told you earlier. And there's a lot of things that I've discovered through studying this part, that this world, that I can do my own therapy in so many more powerful ways for me as a person that I don't think a therapist could help me in most cases I for agree. me. For me, like actually doing my own therapy with music, meditation, going to certain places with certain type of people, talking about certain subjects, writing, journaling, rereading what I wrote and analyzing what I wrote as if These it was someone tools. else. I think that for me makes me more reliant on myself. And I feel like every time I had a challenge in life where people told me, maybe you should go see a therapist. For me, it, it was almost like a challenge, like you can't overcome this by yourself. So when someone told me that, I was like, okay, so I'll focus on exactly this thing that someone told me you should see a therapist for and study what kind of therapy exists or around that subject. And I'll go check a ton of psychologists, psychiatrists, um, examples, people that lived it, people that overcame it, and a lot of other things. I am je suis autodidacte, so je, je m'apprends toute seule. I go search for the information, and I retain what I think works for me and what yeah. you know. So I approve therapy for whoever needs it, but for me, I prefer doing it by my own on myself and having more a personal development approach too bad you're not a gemini i have multiple personalities i do have multiple personalities <laughs> me too i thought that was a gemini thing no no no. no. guys you start stealing my no, shit no. now gemini, we're saying gemini have two-faced <laughs> uh, it's not it's not uh, multiple personalities it's not necessarily multiple well it is because gemini are people that <laughs> it is it is because gemini are people that are going to adapt to whoever is in front of them yes they're not going to feel the need to give their opinion if they don't agree they're just gonna let you be oh yeah definitely exactly oh, that that's definitely what makes me. them two-faced it's not negative it's just but why is they... that two-faced though it's 
you have to it i don't think it's it's more it's not like a two-faced like oh you're not authentic you have another face it's It's not that it's more like you can switch really easily like you know exactly i'm very nonchalant by nature i know Mm -hmm. but again because i'm extremely rational so i adapt oh no 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 it is not at all means do what you say what you must but i've heard worse but um it's interesting because the whole therapy thing is now it's true you actually mentioned at the beginning was very taboo for a very long time and now i feel like it's an extra tool that people can use now not everything is a symptom but everybody believes they do Mm. so what's that disease where you think you're always sick uh um hypochondriac yeah whatever she said I don't know what's it called in English. Me, me, hypochondriac. Uh, hypochondriac. I it's, think it's. I've heard that, but can you guys elaborate? Être hypochondriac, c'est par exemple, je touche ma peau, je, je sens que c'est chaud, j'ai de la fièvre. Je tousse, oh, c'est bon, okay, j'ai okay. plus. They think they have all the diseases. Like, I have cancer. I'm gonna die. You, always, uh, you like, always think like, and, and much respect for these people because sometimes like it's actually something they can't really control. Like some people oh, are yeah, actually yeah, like very paranoid about it, yeah. and it's not. Like it's really it's not, not cool. Add no. to that with now Google with uh, Google, um, something MD WebMD, you go crazy. You write mm-hmm. one symptom. Yeah. I sneezed. Oh yeah, you have That's AIDS, really cancer. Difficult. But it's so funny because when you actually chill with 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 those people, like with people who have that, sometimes you start to become like this. Like really, it, the listen puts you with another person. No matter who this person is, for a long time you're gonna influence each other. No matter what annoy it is. me, but yes. But he's going to influence you. You know what I mean? Like My mood, yes. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's someone that knows all the details of all the symptoms and how, you know, and then you start, people recognize what they want to recognize, right? Yeah, and you associate to what you want to associate. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's like, it's a real thing and it can really like take control over you and it's really not easy to go through oh. it. But I, I really think that, you know, there's things where you need therapy for sure because it's more deep. There's things where... You need medication because it's chemical imbalance. And is medication only the only answer, the only, uh, you know, solution? I'm not saying that. But some people prefer taking a little pill quickly. Because it's quicker and faster. Exactly. Instead of going yeah. and doing like a whole 10 days of... Uh, Detox and, you know... Of meditation and this and that and, you know, like... And that's why there's different approaches because there's different Yeah, there's different solutions to the same problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if you have no one to talk to... And you're not someone who grew up in a, in an environment where you're prone to work on yourself by yourself because you have all the tools inside of you. I think it's important to be able to have that support that a therapist can give you. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> and again, so no judgment, whatever. You use whatever tool is required Suits for you, you right? Yeah. Now, some are better than others. Some better suit others than you. At the end, the most important part is being informed, right? Yeah. What are the options? Yeah. A lot of people don't know about all the options. They know the quick options, popular options, right? But uh, information is key here, right? And uh, a lot of people are misinformed. A lot of people are victim of trending yeah. information, yeah. <clears throat> right? Because then you got all the conspiracy theorists and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's true that it is a chemical imbalance, a chemical reaction inside your body because we're made out of chemicals in that sense. Yeah. But uh, it's crazy because there's so much information. There's so much knowledge out there. Now oh, yeah. finding the right information, the wrong information is is not an obvious task at no. hand, to yeah. be honest. But it's really interesting, like I said, because this went all full circle to how we started, right? <laughs> yeah. About wellness 
and the right and the wrong. Yeah. And so how do you determine? So when you pick uh, a product or a tool or a machine or whatever, how do you actually, you guys choose from right and wrong of what's better? Because it cannot only be just financial. Because I know some are more expensive than the others. But what are the other, where's the information? How do you get the information? Do you try it? Do you try all your products? Yeah, I always try all of my products. All of them. So all our services, we've all tried them on each other and on ourselves and all our products as well. Most of the time. Did you get bad products? We done. We did at some point, oh, yeah. but we didn't sell it because, you know, we're. <laughs> I would hope not. You know, but still like it, it, we, that's why you get one first and you try mm -hmm. and you take the time to try it. You're not just going to announce it like this out of the blue. Like, hey, guys, I'm like, you know. So we try everything we've done on ourselves. We do it on our clients only after we've done it on ourselves and we took enough time for us to actually have the, you know, the results. Obviously, you can't predict everything for everyone because yeah, everyone because reacts differently. Different skin, different um, and how do, we, how do we determine? Well, first of all, it's the market's needs. Um, if there's trends, we have to analyze them before we ever jump on them because there's a lot of trends that, you know, they pop and everyone's jumping on it because they want to be the first one to But offer it I feel it like we city. never pop on trends. I did. I didn't. I mean, you know when there was the the hyaluronic acid injections, but mm. with no needles. Yeah, I remember. So first thing I did was give it like a month to see who's doing what. Who dies could, first? Uh, I'm looking on social media and checking all the salons yeah, and people that were to. doing it, who were doing it, what, and everything. I would ask people who done it, and then I went myself and It's research. Come and cobay. At least. And I was like, no, no. to be At honest. At least. Then she comes out. <laughs> because it, it is genius. The concept is genius. If you're able to actually get fillers with no needles, that's amazing. Like the thing, the thing for me is because there's no needle, I don't believe in it. It's just But how could crazy. we know? You know, like there's so many new technologies where you don't it's, know if it works or not until you try it. Like it could have worked. It's This air. is like Chinese for me. Yeah, but that, that's the logic behind it is filling in. The thing Now is, you're filling out. So no. So the technology, so it was named the Hyaluropen, Hyaluropen. And it was basically injecting the same thing as actual lip fillers, with hyaluronic air, acid. With pressure. But potion. with 800 kilometers an hour air pressured to so that's, the place. It's going to go in, but it's going to fuck up your lips. So no, and yes and no. So I did it. Oh, I, I tried like it. Mm -hmm. I tried it. It did not mess up my lips, but it did not last at all all it took two hours for my lips to not be swollen anymore and once they were not swollen anymore i just realized that i had 200 less in my pocket well, nothing yeah, else. that's a magic trick that's because the person <laughs> who did it didn't put it in i know people that what happened to you is it didn't work people who it worked your lips get fucked up because inside it's not you're supposed to put it in a specific place with the needle. There's specific Yeah, yeah, to specific muscles, specific, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. With the air, it's going everywhere. So it's it's going in places it's not supposed to go. You get it? There so, is yeah, a yeah. danger that it does. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. the danger in it, so. Well, the thing is that if you read the whole, like, uh, manual of the Hyaluropen and stuff, like, they would say that because it's at 800 kilometers an hour, it's made to only go to, through this Uh, oh, surface yeah. of the lip and not further because yeah. it would have been more fast if we needed it to go further like they've done everything for it to look like it worked and it, it worked for a moment but it's ephemer comme t'as dit parce mm -hmm. que in the end it doesn't last it doesn't give the same results it's cheap anyone could have done it it wasn't even approved by, by, by Santé Canada that's what I was gonna say They're, yeah, like aren't they obliged to go through the whole Santé Canada FDA approved yeah. yes for sure but doesn't mean that some people just 
don't you know some people want a, a quick fix as you said some i know yeah, but a as lot a business, of people you, would, you wouldn't go through that i know very high 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 placed people with a lot of money yeah, I promise and you. amazing products that work very very well and they're approved because but they jump on a trend because they know that this person is going to drop this product and it's going to be legalized only for this way like par exemple un produit qui va être légalisé seulement sur un certain milligramme et lui du coup il veut créer un truc dérivé and basically sell it before that other company drops it and just take advantage of that little gap in window, it. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what happened with the hyaluronic pen. Holy shit. It's crazy. Scary. Just like a lot of pills that are sold online. Yeah. Oh, like those a, uh, lose weight quick uh, pills. There's a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. I don't know. Just run. And, I, and saw, I saw one cream yesterday. It was about... It was an ad and it was saying, You're, you don't need the gym to remove your... Your um, thighs. Thighs. yeah, inner ties and blah blah blah, and then at the end it's just a cream, a revolutionary cream mm. that's gonna fix everything. You <laughs> apply it twice a day and you got it good. Like it's just funny. But again, I, I guess the these products exist because there's somebody willing to buy them. Yeah, exactly. sure, right? But it's just scary because if it's not to like, which point are we going? Because people in the end are willing to buy the emotion behind what you're selling, exactly. not what you're selling. Oh, that's well said. Yeah. That's scary, but that's well said. That's how marketing works. That's why I said there's manipulation nowadays. in marketing. I think that's how marketing works nowadays because of all the emotional things that we see. Before, too, we were using emotional to create a need for sure. Mm -hmm. But the emotions that we were using were in a way more ethical, I think. I think today is just like, let's go. Let's make a sale. I think it's still the same emotions. It's just that we're so many more businesses and have so True. much more access yeah. to literally advertising anything to from from like platforms that actually literally monitor every single thing that happens with your fingers and attention and yeah. you know like I'm guessing like the Instagram algorithm. There's an algorithm for marketing and trending yeah, and sure. whatever there is. For sure, yeah. it's crazy. And your guys' business is actually very everybody i feel right now is in that business mm. and a lot of and i'm not judging okay. a lot of people from ex careers i won't name in what kind of careers they were before jumped into this trend mm. and i feel like those who are actually doing the work it's going to overshadow them a bit yeah because of the influencers that's why i, I know <laughs> one person that's a ex only fan Mm. that is into that business a lot of people went to estheticians and yeah. you know these fillers and everything yeah and everybody are going towards them because of the name not necessarily the product and this is where it becomes a little bit more delicate because now we're finding more and more of these people lying they don't use the product right they they went to plastic surgery or whatever and they yeah. say yeah yeah this works mm -hmm. Here, take yeah, this it worked on me look at me <laughs> type of thing and That's where it gets scary because now I know the laws and governments are trying to find a way to put responsibility on this. They the should show. call me. I have ideas for them. <laughs> <laughs> really? She does. Put them all in jail. She does. <laughs> no, She but got it, good creativity. So, do you find that the business is very uh, like there's a lot of competition? Way too much. There's way too much competition in the in the listen in the American world. It's crazy how much competition there is and it's crazy how much you have to create all the time nonstop and try to formulate better and attract more and you know you're always trying to be the the next shiny object every single day 
And I think that's that, that that's where it's it's so important to really, really do something because you love it, you're passionate about it, you yeah. have knowledge in it, and you keep getting knowledge in it, but also to find what makes you different. You know what I mean? Because yes, we're in the beauty industry and there's a lot of people that are in the beauty industry, but why did I start in the beauty industry? From the beginning, it was because I wanted to be able to have my own freedom and see yeah. my own actions like come to a certain result like with um un effet boule de neige en fait c'est ça que j'ai aimé dans le monde du business de la beauté it's that first of all you're obviously free to have your own hours if you want more clients you make more marketing if you want to you know higher your prices you higher the value of your services and that's what i liked it's having control over what i'm offering and having the freedom of creating now why i did that it's because me for me that was what's the most important is to learn to create something out of scratch for yourself and then turn it into something whatever you want to create so i've seen that gray zone in the beauty industry is that we have a lot of trainings of beauty lashes skin but no one really teaches you how to actually think as a business owner and create like in a, in, in a smarter way, how to actually communicate with your clients and with your people around you, how to use your competition as your leverage and not as your enemy, like how to actually market in an authentic way without having to lie about what you're offering and just exactly. finding the beauty in what you're doing and how different it is from your competitor. It's more the psychology and the personal development in the beauty industry that I find is lacking. Yeah. And even even when you go check like, so many other beauty uh, professionals and everything most of the time like we we got burnt out like burnt out just trying to do all these things and everything and no one sits down with you and teaches you these things when you learn your beauty service you just learn how to do the service and you little don't get bit the done. business management of it there's a business management when when you're you're in the beauty industry especially when you're solo or you're trying to build a business you have a salon there's a business management that every of those people need to take into consideration so that's where if they don't have it they get into a burnout they and don't not have... just that like i've i've worked at, before i was before i opened my own studio i worked in a lash salon because i wanted to see how she manages her salon but i was the best employee she could have ever had i would open close stay yeah, late oh hours do seven days a week like 15 hours a day insane i i literally burnt myself there But what happened is that I realized, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm working here being paid $13 an hour while a full set takes me two hours and the client is paying $250. Wow. Crazy, eh? Great, great margins. So I'm Crazy worth margins. $13 an hour to her eyes, but the client is paying $250 for what I just did with my hands. So this is where for me, it was like a breaking point. And I was like, whoa. Like someone needs to do something about this. Like your people are not going to stay with you no matter what's your business. If they're not making money, if they don't feel heard, if they don't feel understood, oh. and if they don't feel like they can help you grow just as much as you can help them grow. So for me, it's more like that psychology of how to be a leader in the beauty industry, not just with your competitors, but with your clients, with your employees, yeah. with other sides of this world. Like, you know, get out of your salon, do something more than just behind your client and doing the service, you know? Do you have difficulty with labor right now? With? Labor. Labor? Yes. Yes. Even my partner has difficulties with labor. I think 
it's something that came with the pandemic too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you definitely. know, like people want to keep working from their houses and and keep doing and yeah. and I understand them. That's the problem is that I understand them because when I was in a situation where I tried working with a salon, they were doing it in such a wrong way that I preferred staying home. And this is why when I did the salon, I made sure it was completely different. Where is it situated, by the way? The Carrie and Plamondon. Oh, okay. Just to add to this, I've never worked with anybody more, like with any salon, more than five, six months, except her. Like I entered her salon. How long has and this? Uh, it's been since a year and a half. A year and a half, yeah. Since September, August, twenty twenty. It won't break. I don't remember, but like a year and a half. Okay. So yeah, so that's really, really true. I was working in my house, and then after I got, I found a a, a little small room in a hair salon. I was paying rent, and nobody was bothering me because of that. I I didn't want to have. When I came into her salon, I was like, I like my independency. Leave me alone. <laughs> Well, no, that's it's not the like thing, that. You know what I mean? If you want to grow, you have to adapt. You have to. Yeah, definitely. Right? You have to adapt. You have to. And when you're multiple partners or, you know, different personalities, it's like a relationship. Mm. At the end, there's a period of adaptation and then you communicate the way they need exactly. to be communicated. I've been, I have employees since I'm 17 years old. I've been doing this for almost 26 years. Wow. Nice. Now, well, there was ups and downs. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And the thing is, you realize that at the end of the day, my clientele are parents, kids, and employees, humans, right? They have a specific need, specific purpose, mm. take care of the kids, and they have different uh, expectations. Every parent has different expectations when it comes to their kid because all of their kids are special, all their kids need this, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And at one point, you'll learn to navigate to all these because there's the human side of it, right? In any business, when you have clients. You have to relate to them. The same thing with your employees. But at the end of the day, they have to do their job. It has to be done well. And finding loyal employees yep. right now is the biggest struggle. Because everywhere, and I know people in many different arcs of work, they're all having problems with labor. Because yep. people are jumping from one job to the other for a higher pay. Because yep. inflation and the cost of life. And you have to understand it's their hustle too. Yeah. So if they're going to be an employee, they want to be paid a maximum because they have to pay those bills. Of course. And then there's others that provide other things. Some people can't pay the big salary, but they can give more vacation, whatever, whatever. So it's this constant negotiation that you're going mm. through, even with your clients. Yeah. I'm guessing everybody wants to have specials. Everybody wants more for less. Not anymore because we kind of like made sure that, you know, like they understand that. This is what it is, and this is at what price it comes. And if you want less, well, the thing is that we made sure that there's different price points mm -hmm. for different budgets and okay. different type of artists, right? And we make sure that they all have the same training, but obviously they don't have the same years of experience. So some of them are more fast and others not. So the price a little bit varies, but they, they're all at the level where they should be. And they're all still better paid than if they were at home. No matter what's their what what's their level in in the end, but the clients are able to know like okay you I want cheaper then you have the intermediate instead of senior, you want even cheaper you have junior you know what I mean so mm -hmm. it's it's really finding those little 
like it doesn't have to be black or white that's what i believe i believe it can be gray it can be panache it can be a mosaic that's wow. but it's Sorry, true that's that's the artist sign i love it that's and, and true. that's that's why i think like i was trying to do everything for it to be created in a different manner and that's why she was a bit skeptical to come in because obviously not everyone my offers. parents were bad before her i i was so like distant i was like i want my independency like i don't want to mix everything and then through the months like uh, around like november i was like okay let's mix this okay let's do this because it was they saw it because every salon usually it's about the salon because you are the business right you are the one who needs to survive first and then and then they come after for me it was like what if i invested in them before they had to trust me without obviously losing money but giving them value attention and actually caring And that's exactly what I did. That's I, how you make growth. Exactly. exactly. So I, I made sure that they all they understand social media. They understand what's their presence. They stop being shy to be in front of the camera. How many employees do you have? We're a team. Well, we're not employees. That's the difference okay. also. They're well, all sorry. independent workers. C'est toutes des personnes indépendantes. Okay. Mais elles travaillent toutes avec XC. And how many are we're, we? Around 10. Around 10. Yeah. 10, 11. Dude, that's actually amazing. Yeah. So where does this, what's next for, like, where is... So the next thing is that I wanted to create something for me and for all of them to be able to get out of the chair and to basically be able to use what they, ha what they have in between they, their ears. They've learned with me or with whoever they took a course with and to help other people and actually make an impact and make a living out of their chair. So right now we've opened the online academy and coaching, XC Business Academy for beauty business entrepreneurs or solo artists, whatever they need to learn. We have certain people specialized. So you in have official things. certification for the whole. We have certification for everything we're offering, basically, but it's more the business and marketing side and personal development side of this business. So mindset also. So if you're in the beauty industry, you have all your certificates, you have years of experience. But you've never done partnerships with any other brands. You've never been featured with influencers or you've never been a sponsor of a, an event. Like you might not like them, but for your business, for your brand, it's so important to be seen more in other parts, oh, yeah, yeah. you know? So in the end, that's what we're trying to help people do. And I'm helping my, my, my independent workers with me to actually, you know, be able to offer support to someone else with a certain strategy, with obviously certain things that have to be mastered by each one of them like someone is, that doesn't know how to marketing how to do social media marketing is not going to teach social media marketing you know what i mean i would hope not but mm -hmm. that's just my example like there's, no, there's people that don't know how to do stories but they want to get into it that would be me <laughs> i right suck at marketing i suck but it's just because i'm very lazy i just don't yeah it's time consuming though Well, that's the thing. Like a lot of people think it's so big and complicated and it takes time and everything, but there's so many ways to make it so easy and quick. Like, I swear to God, you don't need more than an hour that's to true. make your whole monthly content. I promise you. And I can make oh, it in I bulk. believe you. I believe you. But the thing is, so much. in my case, personally, I have this mentality. And again, it's really bad for this type of business, especially for the pot. Daycares, it's it's not even an issue no, no, because course. daycares were associated to the government. Mm -hmm. So that is is simple. But this podcast, everybody's like, oh, you should do this, do more this, more that. And I'm like, you know. Hmm. No, I'm not down. <laughs> no, because I already do the recording. I do the editing, right? Yeah. And I put everything out. Now I have co-hosts and stuff like that. But they, they're afraid. I wanted to give it to them. I'm like, guys, you handle your shit. 
because I was even renting this room at one point. I was producing other podcasts mm. where they would come. But a lot of podcasters come and go because like in every business, consistency is key. Yeah. But then when it comes to the social media thing, you know, developing your followers, but I could care less. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to do it all yourself. That's the thing. Obviously, like if you have a team or if you have someone that can help you or if you can outsource that, obviously, depending on how much you prioritize making your podcast more known and popular and exactly. developing. Bouche à oreille. You know, exactly. yeah, that's that's, the and that too. can be your strategy too. Moi, je veux du bouche à oreille. And you don't have to put any money in ads. But le bouche à oreille aujourd'hui, c'est beaucoup les réseaux sociaux. Justement, c'est quelqu'un qui yeah, va no, voir un post qui... Enfin, I could never imagine what is this podcast about if you don't make a few posts promoting certain subjects we've talked about. But this podcast is about nothing and everything. Oh, this But that's what I'm saying. Sauf que what you could do technically is cut little pieces of this podcast depending on what's the subject, put, put the title as that little partie dont on parlait, par exemple. Our aesthetics... Uh, uh, est-ce que les chirurgies esthétiques sont bonnes ou mauvaises You literally write sur ton logo ou une page noire. Est-ce que Naïn, nanana, et tu mets cette toute petite partie, tu mets ne serait-ce que 30 secondes. Didn't I told you yesterday This is my job. This is a déjà vu for me. And then you, you literally just use like 30 seconds of that voice and you cut it right when, where it starts to be really interesting and then you send people to the podcasting and people are going to watch and be like, oh my God, this is so cool. Discover so many more certain, like no, subjects. No, no, I, again, uh, all this, what you said, I've done before. I've tried because I try everything mm. once. Then I was like, I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> mm. But that's me. That's my fault. Yeah. And But again, would you like this podcast to be like bigger? To be, I would huge? like it to be whatever it's going to be. Again, okay. like I said, I'm not, I'm not aiming for the glories. I don't want to be the next Joe Rogan in any way or form. So what's your purpose in doing this I have this absolutely no purpose whatsoever. Just having fun on a Sunday. <laughs> I don't. This is the best marketing we've ever heard in 2020. I, I have no ding, purpose ding, ding. doing this. No, no, I have absolutely no purpose. I'm the Seinfeld of podcasts. So Seinfeld was an episode about nothing. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just random things. Mm. So this podcast, every episode, there's no niche for whatever I'm doing. Because there's four podcasts under the Saint and Sinners umbrella. Thoughts and Confessions, vice versa. SNS. You guys are going to be on SNS. And uh, Multiverse. They all have different co-hosts or different um, tones, mm -hmm. actually. So SNS is more of a personal one-on-one, two-on-one type of we're going to globalize, go around that, a specific subject or a brand. Uh, Thoughts and Confessions, I have two co-hosts, uh, Sedalia and Jason. We talk mostly of what's going on in the world now, you know, uh, specific subjects on a personal level. Vice versa is mostly a shit show, like I call it, mm -hmm. where there's a lot of um, taboo subjects. Yeah, mm -hmm. I see. And mostly, we don't talk about religion. Not yeah. Anyway, I avoid that, even though I have a Jewish co-host, a Muslim co-host, <laughs> nice. and me in between playing, you know, <laughs> the devil's advocate. <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> But I don't, I don't talk really about religion because a lot of people can't talk about religion. Yeah. In a rational way. It's always too emotional. Exactly. So I leave it back. But we talk about sex. We talk about politics. We talk about That's education. So cool. And those are the subjects where I attract a lot of people. Because yeah. I'm not here to find the truth. I'm here to give you a different perspective. Mm, yeah. After that, you take it, you leave it, you're with it, you're against it. Half before it, half against it. It's okay. Now, this podcast, like I said, for me was a gift to people in the sense that... To help them think, as you said earlier. To think or laugh 
and to give them a platform to come and talk. Because mm. out of we're at with you guys today, I think we're at two hundred and forty-seven guests. Mm. I did every podcast. Bravo. Not everybody. Thank you. And um, it's different energies, different opinions, different approaches. Mm. And what I learned was there's no one truth. Of course. Right? And it gives them an opportunity. They find it therapeutic. They get addicted to the pot. Some podcasts they like more than others. It's normal. It's like a TV show or a song. Right? It's like listening to an album. Of course. Depending on your mood, one song is going to hit you more. Exactly. So me was just giving a platform with no judgment, no everything here is drama free mm. with an open mind. I can agree or disagree, but I'm not here going to put you down yeah. or to go against you. I'll definitely ask the difficult questions most of the time. It's you your have job. to. It's your job. It's not my job. It's I mean, a hobby more than anything else I mean, right now. Uh, no, no. I mean, it's your job within the, the context. Ah, yes, definitely. Exactly. And then after that, like a lot of people approach me. Oh, I want to sponsor the pod. Here's money, money. I was like, no. So I have free sponsors. Mm, nice. Where I take their logos and the companies, if I do respect and enjoy, and put it on my site and put them here and there when I do events, because I do events too. Cool. So I put their logos everywhere. And then I do connections among them if you needed this for that and that. And you create like a village. Nice. Right? And people are like, but why don't you take sponsors? Because I was like, there's certain subjects that a lot of sponsors won't agree upon. Yeah. Right? And I don't want to be responsible for your association to me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just put you out there. There's no money, no nothing. And if anything you don't want, just ask me. I'll just remove your logo from it. And that's that. And plus everything's paid for. So I don't need your money. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need extra mics. I have the best mics on the industry right now. I have my room, like, you know, maybe I'll change the couches next, but that's about <laughs> it. They're cool, the couches. <laughs> yeah, I need something more comfortable. <laughs> Before it was a big table. If you add this oreilles, Savali. Ah, here we go, you see? Fellows. Solutions. But before we had a table, and then I realized people, when they got very into the conversation, they would knock on the oh, table. Oh, yeah. So it annoyed me when I was editing. <laughs> and an interesting fact, out of... We're at 189 episodes, I think. Around 200, give or take. I forgot counting. I listened only to two of my podcasts. <laughs> you know what? This is actually the best thing you could do when you create. I'm the biggest critic of my voice. I yeah. hate my voice. So when I edit podcasts, so when I took my phone before, mm-hmm. I wrote two hours and three minutes. I have to edit the part. Right? There was a cut when I asked you for the mic. So I have to do it again now. But my point is, I don't cut important parts it's just parts where it disconnects when you listen to it audio wise but i only see waves so i can tell if your voice is high enough or not so i when i render and go through the filters of voices i just put the intro outro cut whatever i need to cut as notes and then i'm like oh her voice is too low here so Mm -hmm. i'll listen to that clip and see oh yeah it's not in my head edit and move along i have a question for you i got an answer for you (laughs) i always say that (laughs) so Uh, since you say like obviously that you're doing this more like you're not really really getting paid for this or you're not sponsoring it and everything but you still have a lot of work to do when you you know take the time to speak with people and ask questions and then you have to edit it and then post it why do you do it why do you, how do you keep your you know motivation to do something you know that you don't have too much purpose in except but you don't need to have a purpose That's, you always have a purpose, even if it's hidden. Again, I feel like his purpose is joy. But that's what, like, I had, like, today, for example, I met two new people, mm-hmm. right? Again, we're not, like, I, I got a, a side 
of you guys, right? And energy, learn some new things in, in an industry that I know absolutely nothing about. Yet I still worked in it in a way because I was a technical provider and uh, a formateur for something that was not invasive medical firm here in uh, RDP, uh, RDP in uh, Ville Saint Laurent. So I know a little bit of, but it's not something that interests me. I don't wear creams. I barely shave, as you can see, especially mm -hmm. winter. <laughs> so I'm very extremely natural-esque. Well, gorgeous skin, by the way. Thank for you. someone who doesn't put anything. <laughs> You're far, though. But it's really oh, good shit. so far. That, is, just like, that was a compliment than a slap. <laughs> I had to stay real, but it's it's really good. You get, get you're pretty. From, you're pretty from far, but far from pretty. pretty. <laughs> that was <laughs> that hurt. Ah. But yes, I have very soft skin. Uh, it's it natural. seems really good. Yes, it's not bad for my age, but uh, I took care. Never smoked. No, nothing. Good. Bad. Voila. So, what's the difference by doing this and inviting us and just talking with us and having mics? Like if you had to just meet us and have to get to know us, and I would do the same. The only reason th this idea came about when my friend threw it at me is because we have these interesting conversations, and then they're like, "Oh, he should have been here. He should have had the part." People. So I was like, "This is a catalog of information. There's going to be so the way it's, this is coming out next Thursday. Okay. It's going to come out. You guys are going to be tagged on your company too. So for people, if they're curious and whatever, even if it's one more click, it's one more. Of course, than before. of course. And then from there, it's a different subject. I spoke about pretty much. I had an AA sponsor with two of his sponsorees here, and they went through the whole twelve steps, and it was bad. Like somebody abandoned his kids, the whole mm, addiction, oh, wow. cocaine and alcohol, yeah. and I knew nothing about that. I don't have an addictful personality. So for me, it was very foreign. Yeah. But listening to them, I'm like, holy shit, there's another world out there mm. that are going mm -hmm. through a struggle because me through the whole podcast that lasted four hours, I was like, but you should have just stopped. Yeah, <laughs> as yeah. As simple as that. Like, you gotta just stop. stop. <sighs> but I'm like, I'm not in his shoes, right? It and he had kids good. and the whole thing. And I'm like, this is so messy. But then after the pod, I was like, oh shit, I understand. And then when I put it out there, people respond because I answer to everybody that writes to me. Every single me person. Because it's important for me, good or bad, rarely bad, but I, I didn't have a lot of, a lot of people wrote to me not agreeing with somebody's opinion, including mine, but then we'll discuss it. And mostly what I say is like, come on the pod. Yeah. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, what you're going to say right now could interest other people that had maybe I the agree. same opinion yeah. as you. And regardless of what it is, as simple as talking about, we were talking about just before this podcast, about uh, what's her name uh, Megan and uh, Harry and the whole drama and everything and I'm like this is royalty we don't care I watched the documentary went through it and I'm like shit I'm not in their shoes but if I would be probably mm. I would be in jail you know what I mean and that's today's reality now it's easy to judge somebody by its cover mm. yes right so but the thing is I always tell people ask another not why Why, how did you get there actually yeah right it's easy to to focus on that specific situation but i'm like how did you get to the specific situation voila and we talk a lot about marriage i had a co-host uh, co i had a, a guest where she was talking about how you know marriage is all over the place and everything hmm. is a new construct something very new that's very true a lot of people don't know this they mm. think they're born in this like yeah you should marry out of love but i was like but people always married out of interest 
Thank you. It's a business deal. The but, love makes it weird. To me, this is personally my opinion, but... That's red pill, by the way. I'm just putting it out there. I know. But <laughs> that's look, very Gemini of you. <laughs> <laughs> She had to protect you. you. <laughs> She's very protective of you. Mon bébé. All right. So as I was saying, to me, marriage is a business deal. But in order for that business deal to work, you need love. So I'll prove you that's not totally true. Okay, go ahead. And but wait, you I'm have willing. To, so my parents been married for 45 years now. It was an organized marriage. They didn't know each other. Yet during this process, they learn to fall in love with each other. Well, that's what I mean. You see, but that's, that's what an eventual result. That's not. I agree, but I agree. I agree with you. You can start the 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 wedding without love. I mean, for are they still together? Yeah, but you can't together? say that today. Are yeah, they, for, sure, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So the reason why they're still together is because they found love in it. Without but it the wasn't, love, it's, but it wasn't it's the goal. really hard. But it wasn't the goal. I, That's what I'm saying. It's a result. Deal. Yes. Wedding alone is just the For interest. them was, you know, to have a wife and provide and have kids. I agree. And through the process, they're like, hey, I'll make the best out of this. And this is something that people have to learn today. A lot of people are consumers, even in couples and marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? The, 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 the psychologist. She had the amazing TED Talk. Esther Perel, mm-hmm. the Belgian psychologist. So she said... Being faithful before was being with one person your entire life. Mm. Today, being faithful is being with one person at, at a time. time. <laughs> right? And that's Crazy. different education, right? The word transforms, uh, marriage transforms. Now we marry out of love. The, the, the construct, the idea of marriage out of... Emotion doesn't make sense. But that's what we were trying for for the 80s, 90s. Now, all these women are like, oh, I want somebody to provide for me, but I want to have equal rights And they're like, now you're just taking all over the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, you're like, reversing the whole thing, mm-hmm, right? Because I before agree. man used to provide and women used to take care of the house. And men are bringing the money, women are cooking. So it's a fair exchange. Now, this feminist movement, in a way, is going to this extreme. Pay everything, but I work still. Yeah. It's and like- then you have as much rights as me. I'm like, but wait, how does this work? So now you're minimizing the man just to give money. And you control As and give money. The, yeah, and, no. and I'm like, this is very confusing. That's one of the reasons maybe I'm still single. Where it gets complicated. <laughs> Good to know, ladies. <laughs> oh, they know. They know. <laughs> they definitely know. No, but I don't like people. I get I get very easily... Uh, Tired. Frustrated. Annoyed. <sighs> yeah, all of the above. Triggered? <laughs> <laughs> Triggered? No, not at all. It's just, it's, I get bored. Mm. Because people, I feel come with a lot of trauma and throw that trauma at you yeah, and expect really. you to, to fix, fix them. It. Yeah. And I Or have to my issues too. It. Yeah, well, I got in a situation where somebody told me they didn't do certain thing and I'm like, this is very weird. It's like, ah, oh, because my ex-boyfriend didn't want to. I'm like, but what's that to do with me? Mm. Right? And this is where I realize it's getting worse and worse and worse where all these people come and they're like, this is my issues. These are my triggers. Now you're going to fix them and you're going to not trigger them. But I'm like, no, I'm responsible of me. I need to do me and I'm going to give the best version of me to you. Exactly. We are partners, equals. Equals doesn't mean we're bringing the same thing to the table. No. Just means that a whole lot, 100%, I'm giving 50 or 60 and you're giving 40 or 60 and we balance out. Exactly. And the thing is, the 100, somebody said actually in a relationship, it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. Yep, I right? agree on that. I agree. So it's 100-100 when it comes to your health, mental health, and 
energy that you're bringing to the table. Yeah. Now, a relationship is 50-50 in the sense that, let's just say today you're tired, I'll cook. Yeah. Tomorrow, uh, I don't know, I can't do the groceries, you do them. You know, it's a team effort. Mm, exactly. I always see relationships like a like a sports team. There's yeah. defensemen and offense, you know, strikers. I agree. The striker needs to score and the defensemen have to defend. Both need each other. One cannot do it without the other. Exactly. So because of that, you have to respect each other's position in the relationship. And sometimes you compensate, right? Uh, he's tired today, I'll take over and vice versa. It's about teamwork. Exactly. Yeah. And that is something that I feel like is a lot of people say, yeah, I can bring it to the table. But when it's time, they don't actually. They think they can, but they don't actually grasp. Self awareness, yeah, self awareness. Very it's, disconnected. Yeah, it's but always now about you that. have this that whole like that whole fear of being controlled or that whole need of controlling the other person so and many... owning that person. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna tell me like this is very conservative of you or like very old minded. But Jesus, you have no idea how many people trust their issues. actual like not just trust issues. Like it's really the need of feeling like you are in control and whether it's women or men i know a lot yeah, of my oh, yeah, yeah. girlfriends that. that you know like they won't accept a man for who he is because she wants to you know like overly do the things that she thinks she has the right to do which is fine you have the right to do what you want but for as long as the other person is okay with it now when you're the one like kind of pushing the boundaries of the other person and being like that's what a good man is it's like accepting all my shit like it's it for me it's like so there's so much imbalance in our society like even it used to always be like oh man 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 like man like he wants to own me he decides what i want to wear blah 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 blah. like from where i come from this was what it was yeah yeah and now i believe you from my 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 generation i'm seeing the opposite happen and it's it's like a lot of times we're castrating men in such oh, definitely. like in such an unsensitive way and we're always like preaching that they should be more sensitive to how we feel but then we become a little bit the predator and that's where it's it's like so i feel it's like messy. it's always like either the man wants to be here or the woman has to be here and and you guys that's can, where the problem is it's like there's no none of you of is that. more than the other if you want this to be healthy but that's where i got the issue there was this debate i saw it on tiktok don't judge me and uh, it was about uh, <laughs> alpha females. And they're like, how can you want an alpha female in a relationship and her willing an alpha male? You can't have two leaders, right? You mm-hmm. cannot. You cannot. So there's always going to be this clash. And then there's that famous phrase, oh, he de- he's scared of me because I'm too independent. I'm too strong for him. And I'm like, I find it very, very interesting of a concept mm-hmm. because why is this a competition? <laughs> You you literally touched the right subject right now. Oh my God, thank you. So I felt for a long time that I was intimidating man. Mm -hmm. And at some point I realized that I was just not with the right man (laughs) for me. Because if that person feels intimidated by you, it just means that this person is not on the same, you know, like not level as like you're more than them, but more like... It's just ego. It's... it's, insecurities yeah exactly like they're not on the same level of consciousness as you because if they feel like you doing more than them is making them less than what they are then this is where the problem is it's like why isn't it the opposite why isn't it that you find that i do so much that you look up to this kind of thing and you're like wow i'm proud of the woman i have you know instead of being like logic you know but it's not logic at all because most of the time the men i met 
and very high successful men, which I thought they would understand me more because I think like them, I have the same mindset, the discipline, blah, 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 blah. Uh, most of the time, yes, it's super interesting conversations and like they're very well surprised by who I am, but they will never go for me. Why? Because most of the time, the men that I spoke to and opened up to me and I'm really close to them, they would tell me, because we don't care. We don't care about you being so smart and independent. And but that's not what they're looking for. They told me. And I'm like, but why Why do you like more like a little bimbo that is just here to look good and give you Trophy love and wife. affection? You know what I mean? And, and, and not bring anything to the table. Because they don't need. And, and I'm like, most girls actually come for your money. You know that. Like, you're very that's successful. That's what they want. And, and they're like, but we don't care. No, they're like, we're they not want. emotionally attached to the money. We're emotionally attached to what comes after like getting what we wanted but, but you have to be careful here now so very successful men have it all exactly. right so what they want is somebody there and i don't want to be too vulgar but it's somebody that i can fuck or take care of my kids or take care of the house mm. things that i don't want to do mm. because i provide the table the chair and the roof mm -hmm. each their own now i'm not saying i'm for that or against that it's like me and you going into costco we don't necessarily need to buy the same thing. You have different needs. I have my needs. Yeah. Now you just have to find a shoe that fits you. For you, especially very well-driven women, that's going to be very intimidated, int intimidating to people to men that are not there yet first, mm -hmm. and people that are already there, because they're like, I don't need this. Mm. I don't need somebody that's going to be absent, working a lot. And, you know, ambitious in a way that she's going to be absent. I'm looking for maybe a baby mama that's going to take care of my kids. Mm. And that's a different need. What you would need to find is somebody that is actually in the same journey as you. And I did. So here we go. Because you want different, because you're going to realize if you did find that man, that eventually when you reach that level where you want to have a family, everything is going to settle down. Automatically, he's going to be providing because... He can, of course. He can't be of pregnant, course. right? So automatically, That's naturally speaking. Sense. Yeah, but it's not that common because we imagine the end result, but hope for it now. Mm -hmm. But it's it's, it's growth. A, it's, yeah, it's a journey. It's a exactly. process. Exactly. So, you know, if you look at a, a grain in the floor, you can't see its potential necessarily. Exactly. And sometimes when it's already full on tree, it's already too late, right? Yeah. So you have to find it at the right moment. Now, there's other women that are not that driven, that just their ambitions is security, and comfort. Mm -hmm. So they find men that can provide that. And those men, if they're looking for that, that's what they will find. You see, if you look, if you take the example of Prince Harry and Meghan, he was fed up of the whole royal, perfect, cutter-cut, white, British mm -hmm. girl. And he went completely opposite because that's what he was looking for. Yeah. And she was looking for something that was in Hollywood. Something that was more to earth because he was very humbling because of all the attention mm, yeah. and they found each other now is it true not true i'm not going to go into the details but i'm just saying on paper it looks good at the end of the day jay-z beyonce right that's an example where he was already there she was getting there and they got there eventually then you take rihanna with asap rocky where rihanna's way ahead of him he's an artist they found each other in the middle and each their own Right. You know what's funny is that most of these successful men, when we have the conversation about them and everything, like, you know, we get to the conclusion we just did. But then I told them, and what about your daughter? What type of woman do you want? Do you want her to be? Would you like her to be for you to feel happy, feel 
No, they never answered that. But it's happy. And it was never the answer. The answer was always, I, I, I would ask, would you let your daughter be dependent on a man that can provide and everything? And, you know, and her not providing for herself or anything, you know, like just Wait, being a good... Wait, one does not come with the other though. I know, but I, that's I, a, I was that's giving... A, that's a cheap question. So the... The question is in two parts. You, do you want your daughter to be with somebody that will provide for her? So for me, yeah, it was more like a, a, an example of let's think that your f daughter found a man like you. Mm -hmm. And that man is demanding out of your daughter to not work and make her own money, provide for the family, whatever a m m mom has to provide, like cook, clean, take care of the kids and everything. Uh, I said, how would you feel if your daughter would go for that type of man? And most men would be like, I mean, I would be happy for her if she's happy, but then I would be worried that she doesn't, she's not able to take care of herself if that person leaves. Because if she's not, you, but, but, okay, yes, I don't but, know if you understand. No, what I get I'm what saying. you're saying, but now you're forgetting one little tiny part. So if she's gonna get married to this guy, she's at a certain age, so she has history. Yeah. So she has maybe a job because before she, she's not marrying him at 16 years of old. Of course. Right? So she finished school. Maybe she has, like if tomorrow, for example, you guys are 24, 25, right? You meet somebody that is wealthy, all, you know, under control, whatever. And he's like, I want to have a family immediately. And then you, he explains and you agree upon. You still had your company before and everything like that. So if I would be your father, I wouldn't be worried because I was like, if it doesn't work out before that, she was independent. Yeah, if she saying? is independent before. But that's what I'm saying. But if she was never independent, it's not the man that I'm worried about. I'm worried about my daughter. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> get, get, that, get, that's exactly what I was saying. It was more like, would you let your, would you want your daughter to never learn how to be independent and go for a man that's going to provide for her all the time or learn to be independent to the risk of being like intimidating to certain men? Yeah, but that's the risk of life. At the end of the day, you can't have it all. Yeah, for sure. Like, I would be happy that, you know, my kids work or are independent, but at the same time, all this is pursuit of happiness. Yeah. All this is to be happy. Whatever's happy for you is not necessarily happy for her and for me. Now, if you are happy and you are content with whatever you have, <laughs> well, I'm losing my words, that's on you. Right? Because that's literally, I believe anyway, that's my personal opinion. That's the purpose of life. Yeah. Is finding that's that true. happiness, right? I wish all men thought like that. <laughs> like, even if, even if that woman went with a guy that is, like, she's going to be a bit more controlled and dependent on him. If she doesn't have experience of being independent, it's on her. It's not on him. No, no, definitely. There's somebody already asked me on the spot, would you be able to be with a woman that makes more money than you? I'm mm -hmm. like, I got no problem with that. Money is not a factor in my life. Like, I would have an issue to be with somebody dumb. Yeah, exactly. I'm me very too. cerebral. Like, I need to have conversations. Yeah. You could be broke, but smart, right? And I, I think I would be okay with that if I have to pick. But if she makes, she's a millionaire, she's a queen, or I don't know what, a, whatever she is. And she's dumb. And she's dumb. I, I'm not interested. There's no value. But if she's rich and smart, you know, by all means, do you, boo boo? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> if that what makes you happy so I have a question about that subject because um, I've encountered in my life um, people that were so men that were boys <laughs> let, me, let me put it out there boys bravo um, thank you I was let's waiting not for talk it. about how much money I was making compared to them but more like the fact that I was in the public eye so the person I was seeing was completely like 
like wanted to be private. Still had an Instagram and posted some once in a while, but like wasn't working mm-hmm. through that. But I obviously am public. I'm you know I'm not yes. showcasing the most intimate stuff in my life, but I was still public, and that means that there's more men that can see me, and that you yeah, know. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel like if you were dating a woman that was in the public eye? Like how I would wouldn't. you feel unsafe? No, it has nothing to do reason? with safe. Uh, okay, so again, you you buy or you take a shoe that fits you. I don't like attention. Ironically speaking, as much as this pod, everybody believes it's a whole thing. Mm. I don't like attention. Now, if I was a little bit younger, I wouldn't mind at all mm. because it's not a question of insecurities. It's a question of I don't care about people's opinion. I don't care about their attentions. Now, you're an artist. It's part of your drive. It's a part of your business. I don't need it. As much as you could be the most amazing person out there, right now where I'm at in my life, it's not the attention I need. Mm -hmm. And that's the only reason where I wouldn't be put in this situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if we would be together and then overnight you become a celebrity, by all means, that's not going to be an issue. Do what you must, right? But me personally, where, where I'm at now, I don't like attention. I would rather enjoy a vacation alone with you or a walk in the woods. I wouldn't want people like, oh, she's her or she's that. And I'm not even talking about those who are like sexy on Instagram or whatever, bathing suits and you know putting their asses out there and whatever, cleavage, whatever that might be. I'm just, I don't like that type of attention. Mm. I'm a very humble person where... I don't mind sharing here and there a couple of stories of my life. I have two Instagrams. I have my business Instagram and my private Instagram. That's my personal life with my family and my friends. Yeah. That's it. I don't, and the only reason why I have it is to share with people back home, in Algeria and France and wherever they live, right? Or people that are not sharing the moment with us, mm. at least to have a glimpse. That's the positive of social media. But for the rest, me personally, tomorrow I meet somebody that has the public eye I know for a fact that it's going to be overwhelming for me in the sense that I don't like the attention. And believe me, my ex-mother-in-law is a Quebec celebrity and she became a star while I was with his, her mm. daughter. And I, I don't like it. The positive or the negative attention, the critique or the, the whatever it might be, I'm not me personally. Now, some people do enjoy that, but do you? But me personally, I don't care about the likes i don't yeah, care about sense. the views <clears throat> yeah. it's really what you look for that's now, true if you're a celebrity it doesn't mean you're a good or bad person right that has nothing to do with it but it comes with a whole different ball game it's like yeah. if you start dating somebody with kids or if you date somebody that was an ex-athlete or whatever that might be different situations come with different problems public attention and public uh, scrutiny is not something I want to go with. Mm. Because let's just say me and you are dating and then some people start criticizing your album or maybe even positive. Let's go positive, right? You wear, they catch you in a bathing suit somewhere and it goes through the media. Now I have to fight everybody. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm very, very strict when it comes to respect. Mm. Right? Respect is important. That's one of the reasons I said I can never date somebody with kids. Because if her relationship with the ba- her baby daddy he disrespects her in any way because whatever, I have to go and beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, like nobody's going to disrespect my woman. So now I'm dating you and you're a celebrity and somebody criticizes you or somebody you makes you sad. Them. <laughs> Me then, and them are going to talk. But then like there's so many, there's only so many things you can control. It's almost like 
people listening to your podcast might be like talking shit about it but not posting it so you're not aware of it so you can't really go fight them i don't need to fight because them. you're ignoring it you, and you're, even you're, if somebody would i can just stop doing it i'm not attached to it i'm not depending yeah, on for it. sure just like i mean worst case scenario but good case scenario meaning that somebody criticized me i could care less it does not affect me mm -hmm. now if it affects you is a different story so if i have a girlfriend now right And she listens to the podcast. Because we talk about some crazy-ass subjects. We talk about ex-girlfriends, ex-situations, views, whatever that might be. And then she's like, yo, my friends listen to the pod. And they're like, yo, this is... I'm like, okay. But if it becomes an issue for her, she's actually doing me a favor. Because mm -hmm. it's or you trust me or you don't. Right? Yeah. But if you're an artist and people are making you sad, I have to protect you. That's me. That's me. I'm not talking it. about men. I'm I talking get it, about 100%. me. No, 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 for sure, for That's sure. That's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about me. Yeah. I'm a very protective, very loyal and territorial. I'm not a jealous guy at all. I'm territorial. <laughs> Meaning if you're part of the tribe, you're protected by me. Mm. The end. I could care less. Men or women, huh? in that sense. So I'm very protective of people. So if people come and criticize, I don't mind taking criticism at all if it's well-based. If you don't like, if you found this, no problem whatsoever. But if it's coming from a place of hate, yeah. <clears throat> I'm very, very yeah. protective when it comes to these things. Mm. That's why I think it's so important when you're in the public eye or like doing something public, like you really, really have to make sure that, you know, you turn that switch off. Like, I admire you're you. You're gonna have so. I admire you. And it's, no, it's I know easy. it's not easy for a lot of people, but in the end, like when you understand psychology, you don't take things personal anymore and you know exactly why people, people are, are always protecting. But the thing is, it's not even a, a question of, Um, psychology, whatever, it's when people keep on as much as you are protecting yourself and don't care, I'm a very nonchalant person. I'm very, you could say whatever you want from me, but hearing people saying negative things back and back and back starts affecting you regardless. That's Because true. during COVID, as much as I was very productive and very positive, everybody that was going through depression, yeah. a couple of friends, a couple of, you know, close people around me, it started weighing on me. Because they kept on, oh, we're gonna die. Oh, yeah, this for is sure. this, the government, non-vax, vax. And it was like nonstop. At one point, as much as I was protecting my energy, you can't protect from everything, right? Mm -hmm. It's like putting, you know, cream against the sun, but eventually a couple of UVs are gonna go through. Yeah. And then it gets hard. And that's why I admire people that are in the public eye, because you're putting yourself voluntarily under the sun. Mm-hmm. And now, as much as you know where it's coming from or whatever, it could affect you. It could affect the people around you. For sure. And then you're strong, but maybe your kids, mm -hmm. maybe your boyfriend, maybe your parents, maybe your best friend. It's not going to be that case. Yeah. And then you have to manage your energy and their energy. Yeah, that's for so sure. true. And that's where you get into this whole cyclone of okay, what do I do? How do I do it? Wait, you're not good. I'll take care of you. But who's taking care? Of Then it never ends. But then for me, I think it's it's going to be the case with or without social media because, you know, your kids are going to go to school. One of them might get hit or bullied. Your husband is going amount. to work. It's not the same amount. of But you're risking less. In the, uh, yeah. When we're talking about risks in general with numbers and statistics, yes, for sure. Um, but I just think that in the end, you will have to pick up your people if they're, they're your family, no matter what's the negative emotion. But wait. Triggers. The wait is I, I agree. But it's like saying if I don't gamble, I can't lose the money. Right. But if you gamble, you can make money. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. So you will be faced situations in your life if you're a celebrity or in your public eye or not. Yeah. 
But if you're in the public eye, your chances are a lot higher mm-hmm. to have it more often and more from different angles. Yeah. Right. If I'm a little average guy that goes, my son or my daughter are going to be confronted to, let's just say, bullying or whatever, racism, sexism. You see, then if you have a child that is a trans, let's just say, then you're having another thing that you're adding to it. Mm. And then your parents are a celebrity. You're adding something else to it. Your father went to jail. Another thing. You see what I mean? Mm. So I'm trying to minimize the negativity. Mm -hmm. Now, it's true. I have a podcast. So I'm putting it out there. One of the reasons why I don't film is because of this. I'm not going to give them bullets to arm their gun. They're going to criticize me. They're going to criticize me from what I said, what I believe, or whoever I got on this pod. And that is okay. That, yeah. is, that is easy. Because you can mute that very easily. Because they can't come and approach me. I could be next to them in the streets. They don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, again, it doesn't bother me. And we're 27 countries. So, chances are, they don't even live here. <laughs> so, I'm okay with that. I am very protective of my energy. So, I do this Sunday. And then the rest of the week, I relax. Yeah. I live my life and I do what I must. I don't take things too seriously. Because whatever you have to take... You could lose tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I'm not as dramatic as I'm going to die tomorrow, but I, <laughs> I might lose everything tomorrow. That's what I mean. So now, like I said, I admire it. I admire you putting yourself out there, you know, to the gym and your videos and talking and everything. Because technically, I should be doing what you're doing with this pod. But I'm like, no. First, I don't like to talk alone. <laughs> That's something I admire from you guys. I don't understand how you do it. Talking because you're to your not phone. talking alone. You're not talking alone. You're just, you're capturing what you're saying alone, but you have so many ears listening to you. And yes, there must, there might be people that won't react the right way. But if it can, for me, my mantra is if I can help one person Mm -hmm. today, the rest, I don't care. Out of a hundred people, 99 are not happy. One of them had something, a positive impact on her. I'm not saying I distracted one. I'm saying I helped one. Yes. Like I actually made an impact on her, made her smile, made her realize something. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that's the most important. And that's personally, I know that's my mission in life. Totally I, agree. I, I, I just do it differently. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I put other sure. posts that have nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Personally, personally, it's the same thing as her. But <clears throat> I kind of agree with you too, in a way. Like I have mixed feeling because I know I'm not going to be able to do this all my life. Um, I love a lot privateness, a lot, a lot, a lot privacy. privacy sorry, um, but one thing, the reason why I do it right now, it's it's efficient for the community that I have and for the clients. Also, mm-hmm. it helps them. And at some point in my growth, a lot of things will be placed so I can stop doing it, and they're still gonna yeah, have. You the have same. a plan, exactly. There's a plan coming, so it's not a lifestyle, exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't know, I, I haven't seen your Instagram, to be honest, but do you have a lot of people sliding in your DMs? Yeah. Her definitely more. Yes. How many followers do you have? Let's go with that number. 15.3. 15. 15.3 thousand. Okay, I was like, million. I'm like, God damn. No. I'm uh, like, holy no, shit. not yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Th- does everybody, do you post you and your boyfriend on uh, online? Okay, so they don't know. So a lot of people just sliding in. I keep in. a lot of things private. That's the thing. It's like, there's differences between who does what on social media. Influencers, there's a lot of them who show a lot. There's a lot of them I know that show only specific things that they know their community like. For me, it's the same thing. It's like I have certain subjects and things I will show and talk about. And there's even 
personal thoughts that I will share just because I know people will recognize themselves in it and it can help someone mm-hmm. giving them my conclusion. But for example, I'm not going to film myself in my bed as I woke up like, Bonjour mes amours, ça va bien? Moi je viens de me réveiller. Ça c'est Nabila 2.0 là. Tu comprends? Like that's <laughs> so <laughs> not <laughs> me. It's like... Maïva aussi, Guéna. Maïva, c'est ça. Bonjour mes amours. Who the hell is Maïva? You Maïva never Guénam. watched uh, Les Marseillais? My vagina. No. She's literally the Kylie Jenner of France. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that's not my type of thing. Like useless content and content that literally doesn't add any value to anyone's life except those yeah. who want to see my face and like talk shit about me. I don't do that. But I'll definitely share what I learned from someone today or the, a conversation mm-hmm. I had with someone. A good, you know, I'm also not the type to be like outfit of the day. And I have nothing against people who do that because I have zero <laughs> sense of fashion. Fashionistas. So, yeah, I have zero sense of fashion. Literally. Really? I do not like. I feel like you have your own. So I might do. have my own, but I, I mean, like, I'm not the type to be like five outfits for summer, five outfits for fall. Like, I don't do that. I literally most of the time when I'm doing my life. I wear what I have to wear for today, depending on what's my activity. And if I can wear something just to feel comfortable, because I have nothing else to do, then, you know, do something where I'm not going to appear anywhere. I will. Like, I have absolutely no brands. The only brand I have is one purse that I got offered for my birthday. I don't not like judging. these things. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I never But had it's okay. an attachment to these mm. things because I don't recognize myself in them. I still can enjoy someone's very beautiful outfit of the day thought, you know. Yeah, yeah, each their own. Exactly. But for me, when I share, it's really, I want to make sure that people open up their minds and realize things and, you know, work on themselves and take take opportunities, take advantage of their power inside of them. And I want to spread as much positivity and love as possible. And, you know, like, make uh, make people think that whatever they're going through they're going through it they're not stuck in it you know and that's my purpose and that's why i do it through music and coaching and in my beauty business and you know million things but well i mean it's the same mantra in the end like it's the same mission mm-hmm. but through different same values yeah. but different because in the salon think about it people come in looking a certain way feeling a certain way they sit down for two hours on my table i have two hours to either not say anything and make them feel like they're wasting two hours give them two hours of talk shit (laughs) or give them two hours of talking and it's almost like a therapy like talking and opening up actually a therapy eyes closed so you replaced bartenders (laughs) <laughs> way back when in the 80s <laughs> so That's i actually most of the time we're the best supporters and we literally know things that sometimes their families or husbands don't know I feel like because, going now I don't you know, know what i mean so <laughs> most of the facial. time come on oh, no. most of the time <laughs> no. most of the time they have the, that moment of like thinking and realization and it's very deep realizations because their eyes are closed most of the time they're calm they're, there's no like stimulus from mm. the outside and when they open up their eyes there's a change in their face too So not only they had the time to look inside, think about it, feel heard and exchange positive energy with someone. Yeah. And then after they look at themselves and they're like, wow, it Holy feels shit, so really good. You're really good at marketing you. This is you <laughs> I'm see, like, shit, marketing, I want some. <laughs> marketing, marketing is good when when you care. You no, know, no, but that's what you I'm know? saying. I'm like, I believe you. Yeah. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> so most of the time, yeah, you become a friend, a therapist, like a beautician and shit. It, like it's insane it is true I never thought about it like the, the whole because pro- I've never been <laughs> and I have a good friend of mine that's a massage therapist she has her whole mm-hmm. center here in Laval and every time I go mostly we talk about her <laughs> <laughs> I'm her therapist but she's a good friend of mine yeah. hi to Sandra but um, <laughs> but I get 
the whole energy exchange and you're feeling in a safe place, right? Because you're vulnerable. You're on your back, on your stomach. I don't know what position you guys... Back. 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 <laughs> and going through the, you know, somebody touching you, somebody in your bubble, somebody... So it's very intimate. And everything is thought, like even our tone of voice, the music in the background, like the temperature. We have massage beds that make you relax and completely forget. Because there's, there's people who are anxious to keep <laughs> their eyes closed for two hours, you know? So we make sure that the experience is extremely comfortable it's almost like you get out of your own matrix to stop for two hours red pill you know <laughs> and you know you just take that time for yourself and you get out of there most of the time like completely changed you don't know how many times i've had people tell me you're not a lash technician you are a therapist you're a life coach you're you're so much more than this and it's it's insane like i've had people cry on my table because of how understood they the felt Yeah, but we can fix that. There's nothing. It's good we can marketing. Fix. They come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> It's like talk to me, talk to me. Let me hear. Cry, cry. Let yourself go. Come back in two come days. Back in two days, though. <laughs> I'll real fill them up. No, 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 no. But again, I, I see hearing you, and again, that's another reason why I don't film people, because now whatever you just said, they're gonna hear it, and it's or they're gonna feel it or they're not. Mm. Even if they mm -hmm. feel it and they see you, then they're going to like, I'll oh, look at her, her positioning, her body language, or maybe, you know, well, that's your <laughs> video. That's not mine. <laughs> But meaning that a lot of people are going to hatch on other things to try to find or push you down or push you up, whatever that mm -hmm. is. Right. Yeah. And that's super important, especially that's true. I never actually thought about it in that layer mm. Or you guys are actually there in a very vulnerable position mm. and place for two hours. Two hours is a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's two episodes on Netflix. Yeah. And, know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the, the fact that, you know, more they come, more they share. And oh, yeah. more they feel vulnerable and yet comfortable and satisfied. And yeah. because of that, you know, you have loyal clients, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Definitely. For uh, to go back to go back to your video thing, um, I agree 100%. If I was able to honestly share with the same impact everything I do and have to say just by voice, I would have done it. But the problem is the attention spam. Not everyone's going to click on your link just because it's a link where what you said is interesting, unfortunately. Oh, no, but you already, you're a singer. You're, yeah, you're a public. That's completely yeah. different. Oh, no, no, for sure. Uh, that would be like being an actor, but I don't want to be seen. That makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> like yeah. literally Doing makes it wrong. no sense. Yeah. Exactly. You have to do videos, you know, video clips. So all that is part of your mm. job. So that would be ridiculous to actually believe you would be able to avoid the public eye to a minimum. Mm. Yeah. Compared to other types of businesses, whatever. Like if you look at my page, first I only have pictures of my guests because that's the purpose of this part is good. to share and the links and their businesses and stuff like that. There's pictures of my co-hosts, one picture of me because I hate pictures <laughs> and all the videos that I put, it's been, what are we today? December 11th? Uh, 10th. 10th? No, 11th. 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 So 11th. it's been a year and 11 days straight that I post three posts a day. Nice. Every day. But it's mostly a reel and two stories. That's one to make you think, one to make you laugh. But it's not my content. It's other people's content that I'm sharing. And the point is for me to just share a thought. Usually it's around the ideas that I'm thinking about for the pod or just something I'm going through or somebody that I've been talking to because mm -hmm. I'm many people's therapist. A lot of people just call me for the problems. <laughs> Oh, it's really crazy. Like, literally. <laughs> believe me, I know. <laughs> and uh, I believe you. 
it's a full-time job. Like I talk to easily a good 40 people a week. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How's your how's your social battery? <laughs> I take breaks. <laughs> I hope you did. I little, take breaks. little reset breaks. Hi, I think you I take breaks. That. Well, this is the last part of the two year. Two hours out of the breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. No, I take breaks. So I take two major breaks, one in the summer for a month and a half and winter for two weeks, give or take. And then here and there, if I don't feel it, because I'm doing all the pots, I can't take a day off. I tried today. The first pot, I didn't want to be part of it. And they're like, no, no chance. I'm like, come on, guys, just do it without me. And they didn't want to. So I'm always there. And because at one point at the beginning of these, the first season that I did of this, I was doing eight podcasts a day. Mm. Eight. You're crazy. With eight different people. I played basketball semi-pro, played soccer, and Nothing compares how tired I was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, I was yeah. exhausted. Because the energies, and the thing is, you have to understand, it's a minimum of eight people, eight different people. After four clients, I'm like... I'm hey, how long was each podcast? Between an hour, an hour and a half. I would start at noon. I would finish yeah. around midnight. Oh, wow. And I would grab a bite in between, and people would what just be coming in. What did you eat to be on beast mode like oh, this? No, I'm always like that. <laughs> but the thing is, I have to f- I have to check myself and like, hey, buddy, I know you can do it. Yeah, you need a break. Relax. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> Take it easy. But when you like something, you tend to become workaholic. Exactly. But I like to talk. I like mm. to listen to people. I like to discover new things. But at one point, it's like watching a documentary. I'm not going to watch mm. 12 hours of documentaries. I'm going to go two, three hours and take a break. But those at the beginning, I was very ambitious. I can do it all. I'll do it. But then I realized different. every podcast had a different subject, a different energy. Some were funny. Some were super serious. Mm. Some were, And I was like going through the roller coasters of emotions. Yeah. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> and I would take two days off. And then I'll be I'm like, ready. I'm like, whoa, calm down. <laughs> calm down. It was imbalanced. But like... it saved me during COVID because I had so many episodes in nice. banks that I had content coming out yeah. through the whole pandemic. That's amazing. And people are like, but wait, you're recording? I'm like, actually, no. I recorded a couple still during the, uh, during the pandemic. But I had so much content. It was re- ridiculous. Yeah. I started coming out with four podcasts a week. Oh, wow. Then I was like, this is way too much. Now I'm down to two. I do two a week and people get mad when sometimes I just do one. Oh. They're like, wait, I'm mixed because Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> and people are like, wait, I was waiting for Thursday. I'm like, listen, listen to an old podcast. I didn't have time this weekend. Like <laughs> I left, I was in Guadalupe two weeks ago. So I nice. recorded two. Finally, I came out with one. People are texting me, are you okay? Is everything okay? What's going on? But again, and I don't even do marketing. Yeah. Zero. It's after that. Word it's just of mouth. Word well, of mouth. This is still social media marketing. Technically, if you're posting consistently and like you're engaging with your followers, you're Constantly. like, you know. But that's it what it is. Your algorithm. Yeah. I don't know what that. Yeah, I guess I went from uh, 300 followers not even a year ago to I think I'm at 1300 right now. One point nice. five actually. No, 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 I'm not there. Okay. But I lose a lot and gain some and whatever. Yeah. Well, There's a lot of ups and downs. But exactly. again, it's not my obsession. But I have regular people. I will put the podcast at midnight, Monday at midnight, well, Tuesday morning. At 8 o'clock, I would wake up and I had already people writing. That was a very interesting pod, by the way. And I'm like, God wow. damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Time regularly. did you listen to it? <laughs> but they're not all living here it's in like this in time the shower. zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. We're in 27 different countries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You it was, said that. 
it was big and uh, we're like we're we're big in uh new zealand i don't know why really yeah i'm like yo shout new out zealand to speaks french <laughs> yeah, english out. Most, but, but we spoke a bit French in the beginning. That's why I was a. Uh, I was gonna ask you like, how do you do it? Because I saw you said like bilingual and stuff. So no, I don't mind because I know a lot of people are not comfortable in one language or the other. Ninety nine percent of my pods are in English. Okay, I have maybe eight podcasts that are in French. French, so I put fr mm-hmm. and that's that. Nice. And I think uh, this is gonna be, but this is mostly English to be honest. But some are Franglais type of thing. I think I have like two or three. Okay. So whatever. If you don't understand, you don't understand. It is what it is. Because it's sometimes when we talk <laughs> about Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we live in Montreal. Sometimes we talk about Montreal club scene or whatever. People from New Zealand sadly have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. Right? But they, they come and get the the essence of the mm-hmm. conversation. That's the most important thing. So. But uh, this was really fun. I had a feeling that we were going to talk about Andrew Tate today. I don't know why, but I was right. She brought it in. Huh? <laughs> I had to. I, I, I wasn't. I made at least three podcasts about that. But I actually like him, you know? I don't hate him. I just feel uh, like... I don't hate anybody. Yeah, either. like, what I mean is, like, when I think about him, I feel like he's just... He's so aligned with himself that he comes in and he's sure he can help. It's just the way he... I'm not convinced about that part, to be extremely honest. I think he's a character. And he's doing it for business. That's and, you know, also whatever. true. But again, maybe I'm wrong. Again, I don't know the dude. Mm-hmm. I wish him nothing but the best in that sense. Now, regardless of what he is, there's some good from what he says. Yeah. There's some crazy ass shit that what he says. Yeah. But again, Definitely. some it's to provoke. Some is for the attention and the likes and the followers. Yeah. At the end, you take, it's like going to a buffet. I feel like social media is like a buffet. Pick whatever you want. Yeah. You don't need to consume everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, so again, I go through the rounds because I like to be semi up to date of what's going on. And uh, I, I know a lot of little things, but not a lot of one thing type of thing. Yeah. And Same. I, that's what I try. I try to, I don't want to be in a room where I look dumb. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea what you're talking about <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> but like I said, these Andrew Tates of these world, if it's not him, it's going to be somebody else. Definitely. Donald Trump's of these world. Uh, and again, provoking, very direct and very aggressive comments. I think they'll always have a, a target audience anyway. For there sure. will always be an audience that yeah, needs there's... to consume this. And I think that Andrew Tate can help certain men in certain things. Um, just like he can obviously like kind of impact in a negative way. But to come back to what we were saying earlier, like I think if there's any young kids watching these things, I think for me, what do you guys think? Like this is a question. In my opinion, I think the responsibility is to the parents. The parents should not let their kids watch this type of content or make sure that they have like parental control on the phone or something. I think it's right. At a certain age, in my opinion, because you can't censor. You can because if we start censoring everyone for not saying what pleases everybody, then there's a huge like freedom of speech problem. I think it already exists, but But it's kind of. I think it's 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 not that easy. Like it's easy to say, but it's not that easy to apply. I mean, it's easier to. I control. would have the conversation with the kids. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like exactly. it's easier me to too. control your own kids. But it's not than, a question of control. It's no, no, having no, a discussion. Yes, no, but I mean, control what your kids consume, than to control it's, what's being posted. And it's in, impossible. In, I it's believe impossible, today. Yeah. I have I have two kids. Right, I have a daughter, fourteen, and a son of twelve. I cannot control what they watch, but I can control the conversation. In the sense that if something is trending, I'll have a conversation with them. Because that's yeah. cool for sure they're having it. Right? It's like the whole Iran thing going on, right? Yeah. 
So I had to talk about it with my daughter. What are your thoughts? And the thing is, I'm not coming with this is the truth. Take it or leave it. It's so what are your thoughts? Nice. And it's a conversation. So I let them verbalize their thoughts. And then from there, I give them certain facts. To interpret well. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the whole image. Because information is very delicate, especially at that age mm. where you're a teen in high school and people are just throwing out, oh, I read this here. That means it must be true. And that's the thing. So the story is going on, but what's exactly the history behind it, right? Then you go through the history of Iran, Khomeini and the whole, you know, the cats and everything like that. And then when you get the information, you do whatever you want with it. But at least you'll have an educate, educated yeah. decision yeah. Mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Andrew Tate, for me, regardless if he's a bad example or a good example, he is an example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have a conversation like that with my son and my daughter. What are your thoughts? And let them be. But like I said, to get back to the last question, when you said my daughter or whatever, mm-hmm. I just wanted to be happy. Yeah, for sure. Now, do I want her to depend on somebody? No. I want her to be able, if it doesn't work out, to not be a lost kid in this world. Exactly. You know what I mean? But if you want to just, you know, take it, this is these ambitions. You want to have kids and stay home and take care of your family. And that's going to validate your life. By all means, By all who means. am I no, sure. to come and say exactly. you shouldn't, yeah, right? For sure. Some people want bigger houses. I just want something minimalistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying he's wrong and I'm right. Not at all. Do you? I'll do me. Some people want, you know, 12 jets, airplanes, and, you know, the whole fame and living in Dubai. I'm like, I want just a little house next to the beach or something. And I'll be fine with that. And I'll watch Dubai Bling from Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'll see your life through all that bullshit. But that's the thing. But again, each their own. Now, me knowing this, if I'm going to have somebody in my life, her values and visions have to somewhat align with that. Mm, yeah, of course. Right? If she wants to live in Dubai and I want to live in a little farm. Number one rule, to be honest. I think She could yeah. be the most amazing person in the world, but our visions and goals do not align at all. Exactly. They say yeah. love is not looking at each other's eyes, but looking in the same direction. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow, that, that was a good one. On, on this note, <laughs> bravo. Yes. <laughs> I have a couple of those. But anyway, <laughs> this was super fun. Quick question before we end. Yes. You talked about how you approach the conversation with your kids yes did it ever happen to you that your kid asked you uh, your children how do you make babies dad no never how no. would you approach this so their mom actually approached that subject with oh them nice because they i don't know why especially my daughter she's the oldest one she has this little um in pudeur, mm. right and it's really funny because even until this day with my parents if i'm with my parents and there's two people kissing on TV, I look at the floor. Yeah, yeah me, me too. too. Me too. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You're raised that Actually, way. Actually, sometimes I, I leave, just the leave the room. Yeah. Me exactly. too, I just leave. My kids do the same thing with me. <laughs> so because of that, they're not idiots. <laughs> they have information or whatever. And I tell them, if you need to talk about anything, by all means, let me know. Now, if you don't feel comfortable, I have some cousins, a sister, their mother's still here in the sense of, she's still in the picture, of course. Yeah. And But just communicate it. Find the people you're more comfortable with to communicate with. Yeah. And as long as it's people that are well positioned and give you good information, don't go and talk to your youngest cousin and go into this rampage of, you know, Googling (laughs) n'importe quoi and falling on Pornhub or something like that. (laughs) And they're like, oh, this is how we do babies. So bukaki it, it is. Four people to make babies. <laughs> exactly. Four people or five or and ten. And all together at the same time. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> For sure, it will work a lot better that way. 
if I take if there's five men and one woman, is there five babies at the same time? But there was that idiot actually that somebody shared me the video where the girl says, if you have a baby with a French dude, with you, don't worry, don't worry. If you have babies with somebody that speaks French, is the baby going to speak French? <laughs> you see, there's idiots out there too. Keep in mind. Oh but my. no, we're not going to go. But you know, it gives you a twist of the podcast. Yeah. It can go any direction. Any Come more on. questions? No, that's all. <laughs> You'll pass. That's all. Yeah, I'm we good. Have, I'm good. Do we have the same moon in Europe than in America? No, it depends on which astrology <laughs> sign you are. <laughs> that's why you're a Gemini. Answer. I was expecting this answer. <laughs> It's a Gemini answer. Oh my god. And on that note. On m'a dit, tu prends trop la tête. Essaye de mieux voir combien la vie est belle, la vie. T'ouvre les bras, je me suis dit, ah ça la vie est belle. Peut-être pour toi qui vis comme dans un rêve. Vite, tu dors et de soir.